I said, you like, what? I, I mean, yeah. dude, good to see you. What, what, the, what you got to tell us? Well, the story, it, it wasn't easy getting out, but I, I got out like, uh, I, I like kind of feel a little bit bad because the, my, they were pretty high on my edibles. And I, I wasn't aware of this, but did you know that like Bigfoots and Yetis don't like each other? Like it's like wow. a long, long that. running beef. That's why they haven't had the numbers is because they keep like knocking each other down. Like really? Yeah, they're uh, quite, they're, they get quite violent. Anyways, I was there and like, you know how they are. They don't like let me go until, well, basically they've all passed out sleeping from the edibles. But uh, like, so I, I, I was waiting for that to happen. And in comes this party of yetis to uh, this attack party and like start shit. beating on my yetis. My start beating on uh, my big what? foot, start beating on them. And so anyways, in the melee, I snuck out the back, you know, uh, uh, so were they like I, killing each other and stuff, or were they just like? It like seemed to be pretty violent, pretty violent combat. I mean, they didn't uh, they have very basic tools, right? And like, uh, it's it really whatever they find, they don't really fashion anything. So I mean, I've been helping my guys out a little bit with little, you know, little oh, stone tools, like Stone Age technology. But yeah, I mean, like, so, what's the beef from? What are they like? Can't they make peace, not war? I don't know what it is. I don't. I think it's just long term. I think it's north versus south. It's it's well, been a problem. Yeah, dude. That's. I just realized that we're live. Uh, we're oh talking God. about. Uh, oh, we're not. We're talking. Not talking about anything special. Henderson I think we're talking about. Uh, yeah, that's what Harry we're talking Hans- about. That's yeah, that's a good exactly. movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember it back in the day. Loved it. Oh, Loved it. Station Great wagon. Movie. Honestly, hit him. Yep. Strapped yep. him to it. Yeah, straight yep. up, straight Woke up. Station, up. Wagons are, station wagons are great. Do you miss station wagons? I really miss station. I, wagons. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, I mean they kind of have like the Volvos and stuff, but I mean you know I don't, I don't want to get a Volvo. Yeah, like it. station wagons are cool. Uh, cheers, everybody! Uh, nice to see you. Uh, uh, welcome, everyone. Samuel Olson already in the chat. Cheers, my friend. Already posting my link. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Samuel Olson right there often posts the the link for my website. If you guys would uh, not mind clicking that link, you guys are, you're gonna find some uh, uh, great genetics. You're gonna find some great photos, and I appreciate Sam Olson doing that. Thank you very much. Cheers, everybody. Uh, it looks like Atomic Spoon is confirmed first. Congratulations, my friend. I think, uh, Smash, are you keeping score? I think that might be two already. I mean, uh, Atomic Spoon's taking it away, dude. Like, he's taking yeah, it away. I'm keeping the, score. Uh, the April 1st contest. Everyone's like, what? It's April 5th already. Yes, exactly. It's the April 1st content, ladies, contest. Ladies and gentlemen, whoever's first in the chat, most times in, in April, gets to win. Something. I don't know, something good. It's going to be like a nice little grab bag, I think. Uh, Elite is always there. I think you're second place, my friend. Samuel Olson was third place. So, gentlemen, uh, of, uh, I don't know. Should I talk smack? Should I be like, you're not even fast enough, man? No, I'm, I'm kidding. You guys are all great. Uh, but, gentlemen, get to it. You know, not everyone can win the uh, April 1st contest. Cheers, uh, KNC. Cheers, Pyramidian. Cheers, Billy Martin. Nice to see you, buddy. Rodney Barrington in the house. Nice to see you, buddy. Welcome, everyone. Uh, what was I going to say? Are there any special, extra special announcements? Uh, not quite yet. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you guys would like to listen to the podcast, uh, I actually haven't updated or up list, uplo- uploaded, I'll find the word eventually, uploaded today's podcast yet, but probably in the background here, uh, I'm going to actually upload it and uh, make it go live. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, go listen to our podcast. It's called Chronic Table over at your uh, podcasting platform of choice iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, what else? Pandora, a bunch of different places. Uh, if you guys would like to see uh, Chronic Table at some podcast place that you guys haven't uh, seen before, or maybe you like that place, you listen to it religiously, 
uh, what's that one? Stitcher, a couple different ones. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Overcast, that's another one that actually does quite well. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, be, be sure to tell me. Obviously, that'd be the easiest way for me to look up if I can just add it on there, and I'd be happy to add it on there. But again, Chronic Table, ladies and gentlemen, is the audio form of this show. I'd be happy if you uh, would listen to it. Uh, let me think. Uh, we're taking a break on the regular photo contest. Oh, we kind of are. We kind of aren't. I have to make a decision on that. I have to be honest, I'm kind of so behind on so many things in life that I'm like, man, I don't really need another photo contest this month. Uh, all right, we'll put a pin on it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe it'll be like a short burst photo contest or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired of announcing it, to be honest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, it's just been busy. Been busy, uh, which is good, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't think I'm complaining. But uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, come take a look at uh, my website over here. I should probably actually go to the website first before I actually take you there. Otherwise, I'd be like, what website were you talking about? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, come and take a look at, uh, you can actually type chronictable.com. It'll take you right to it. It'll take you right to fumador.com right here. You can also type fumador.net or fumadorocco.com. There's a couple others, honestly, but I always forget. Uh, but again, the main ones, the easiest possible ones to remember, chronictable.com. You can also type fumesofgold.com. That's basically what the pun fumidoro is supposed to mean. But uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, fumidoro.com. Take, uh, take a look at the shopping page, ladies and gentlemen, the bean scene, so to speak. Take a look at the individual genetics right here. Morgana is uh, honestly just, uh, I hate to say it, but she's the belle of the freaking ball. A lot of folks like this one. Uh, a lot of folks have been, uh, honestly, a lot of folks DM me like, oh, this is fucking stunning shit. Atomic Spoon, speaking of which, first in the chat today, he uh, showed me some beautiful pictures of his Morgana. He called it stunning and he wasn't fucking lying. It's gorgeous with a capital G. Uh, Got to download those pictures and then uh, show you guys here. Uh, oh, I've been so busy. Maybe tomorrow. <clears throat> But uh, beautiful, beautiful pictures from uh, Atomic Spoon in the chat there. Uh, well done, my friend. Super, super well done. Zoso's uh, bud right here. It's a close-up of Zoso. Zoso's an excellent grower. If you guys uh, are not familiar with him, he doesn't always hang in the chat. He's, I think, a pretty busy dude. But uh, excellent, excellent grower. He does a lot of time lapses for people. I think he just got some uh, loving in her eyes. Speaking of which, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Lovin might have gotten her account hacked, or not hacked, but shut down again. And I think she's got like two, I got to follow the new accounts or something. Anyway, just endless, endless fuckery on Instagram. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Morgana right there. Morgana outdoors right there. As you can see, Morgana even outdoorsier. Actually, it's the same place. It's the same, like, outdoors play. That's when they were younger, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's a close-up. It's basically next to a man's size, not even quite uh, uh, finished. That's the mom, ladies and gentlemen, right there. If you guys were curious, Cuvée F2, right there. Somebody's making a fuckload of noise in the mute room. There we go. Uh, Cuvée F2, ladies and gentlemen, that's the mom to Morgana. Across to Ruby Jack F2. Uh, what's Ruby Jack F2? Ruby Jack F2 is from a friend of mine. Basically, I was thinking about this today. I was like, man, I don't talk about that enough, honestly. Let me uh, just scroll through photos as I briefly talk about Ruby Jack uh, uh, in general. Uh, it was a strain that a friend of mine gave me, honestly. I met this dude, you know, you, you, how, does it, how do I say it? Sometimes with a new friend, you basically hit it off 15 minutes, an hour, and you know your friends basically for, for, for good, you know? And uh, I met this dude basically in a 
really super sideways way, basically. Uh, it had to do with a lot of kind of trust factors from, from a bunch of people who didn't even really know me. And uh, sure enough, I meet this guy. And, uh, you know, we're shooting the shit basically about, of all things, uh, uh, organic uh, uh, bug spray, basically. It's just, it was, I don't know, some said people thought I was probably talking about some kind of a crazy drug dealer or something. No, it was just like, literally, I'm trying to get bug spray, but I'm trying to get this one particular bug spray, like an organic one, and I had to get it like that fucking day. Anyway. So I meet uh, Stevie. He happens to be like the head tester and head designer for Method 1 PPS, that spray. And we get to shooting the shit and da da da. We're talking about, you know, IPM and bugs and whatever. And I don't know, I guess he dug my vibe but whatever, because he's like, hey, dude, what are you growing? Like, what do you, what do you, what have you been, uh, you know, do you grow from clone and grow from seed, whatever? I was like, no, nah, man, I pretty much grow from seed all the time and uh, I don't really like to take in clones, da da da. And, uh, but you know what? At the same time, I'm not super impressed with what I was growing at the time. And, you know, at the time, I was not super impressed with what I was growing. I was testing a couple of things and they weren't super great. And so I told him that and he's like, dude, hold on a second. And he walks to the back room. And by the way, he's wearing a kilt, by the way. So Stevie's one of these guys that wears a utility kilt. So anyway, he's wearing a fucking kilt and he goes to the back room, comes back 30 seconds later, something with a fucking baggie full of seats. I mean, I don't even know at this point because it's been, you know, a few years, but uh, like at least 50 seats at least. Cause I still actually have a few from that original. Uh, he gave me some more in the meantime, but he, I, I still have a couple, I don't know. They just, they feel lucky or something. Right. Anyway, he gave me, this is basically, by the way, here, I'll show you a little bit more closely the seeds. Uh, this is one of the Ruby Jacks actually. This is literally one of the seeds that he gave me. This is uh, the keeper I call Ruby Jack number eight. I still have her and she's the mom to a thousand one nights a couple times over. Uh, twice on the dad's side and then once again to cross back to the mom anyway uh he basically said hey try this nobody's tried this before nobody's had a, ch a chance to test this like pretty much everything that i have has been tested before but this hasn't uh, i appreciate it if you test it let me know how you uh, uh like it and i think you know just based on what we've been talking about blah, 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 i think you're gonna fucking love it so I go home, you know, blah, 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 blah. I actually had to leave for like, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks or whatever. That's basically why I was so freaked out about the bug spray and whatever. And I, you know, when I came back, basically, I had this little baggie of seeds basically sitting at my desk. And I'm like, well, shit, let's fucking pop it. And so I popped it. And ever since, I have never, I don't think I ever found one Ruby Jack that I didn't like. Honestly, not even one that I didn't like. They were all like this one. This is the same Ruby Jack number eight stupidly frosty, just stupidly greasy and frosty with flavors fucking galore. The high was giggly, goofy, wonderful, always had this just relieving effect. It was just absolutely fucking delightful. And everyone and anyone that ever smoked it liked it. That's a pretty rare thing. When you basically everyone liked it and everyone liked Ruby Jack, no matter which one that I brought. I had all kinds of different phenotypes. The uh, Ruby Jack number three that I used to talk about obsessively on this show. I don't know if I think I've gotten over the grief or something from uh, losing her to russet mites, but she was the one that was basically sweet pink grapefruit, probably about 30% sweet pink grapefruit and the rest roses, just fucking roses. And as she cured, basically she got sweeter and rosier over time, just like, uh, Persian rose water, that kind of like, not, not like, you know, grandma's perfume, but like literally like <clears throat> distilled fucking rose petals. It was magical and an amazing high. Anyway, go figure the, the number one, the, the literally actually the first seed that popped actually the very first Ruby Jack seed that popped the very first keeper on and on. She was a lemon basically tasted like lemon jack, like lemon jack rare lemon, like any kind of jack lemon cross that you ever heard of. And that's the only lemon 
that's ever popped that I know of from the fucking Ruby Jack. Kind of cracks me up. But anyway, um, who knows? Maybe it was even. Actually, no, it looked like Ruby Jack. So it had to be Ruby Jack, frankly. It had the same high. But I was thinking there for a second, like maybe it was an accidental, you know, like a seed from another pack or something. Anyway, babbling a little bit. Uh, Ruby Jack, honestly, was, uh, uh, let's see here, what was the cross? Ruby Slipper by Son of Jack. And the Ruby Slipper, it was a three-way cross cross of Alaskan Thunderfuck, NL5, and Shishkaberry. And the son of Jack was Jack Herrera crossed to uh, a, a, a mystery black uh, Afghan mystery. In other words, they didn't know the name or where it came from, but they'd been running it for a while. They popped it from seed. Both the Jack and the, on both sides, uh, sorry, the Jack, the NL5, and that black Afghan, I think, have gone to a tremendous, I think they amalgamated basically the best of all that entire uh, cross. And they made this fucking luscious, luscious cross that I really loved. I, know, I need to talk about it more because honestly, I'm, I'm really fond of it. I'm really fond of working with it. Basically, the whole parental line to my uh, genetics is and will continue to be for the foreseeable future uh, Ruby Jack projects, basically. So stuff that I do to Ruby Jack, stuff that I pull out of Ruby Jack. And up to now, it's been basically stuff that I've been distilling out of Ruby Jack because I loved it. And it was so just uniquely out of left field, old school, but also not old school. It was super fucking modern and interesting and new and flavorful, but it was also distinctly goddamn old school. People always look at these buds and they're like, oh man, they're, somehow there's something super freaking old fashioned about them. Anyway, uh, uh, even let's see here, like this one, for example, a lot of folks are like, oh, it just kind of reminds me of old weed. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, Scheherazade and A Thousand One Nights, Thousand One Nights for short. Uh, that's the one of my strength at the moment that you could potentially call a BX. And it's definitely the one that makes me the goofiest by all means. I, I forget what I'm talking about. I'm just like, derp, 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 derp. Uh, Black Prince Ruby is uh, arguably one of my absolute favorite flavors because it's just the distilled strawberry out of Ruby Jack. Uh, Ruby Jack was sort of predominantly grapefruit, sort of to the 60-ish percent range. Uh, and there was about 20 to 25% strawberries. And then the rest, you know, kind of an amalgamation of berries. And then, of course, a little tiny bit of lemon somewhere off in left field. But uh, the strawberries, man, the strawberry candy, mm, beautiful. And that's uh, Black Prince Ruby right there. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll take a look. I've been babbling like a total motherfucker for a, a good long time here. Take a look at the uh, package deals right here at the top. If you guys would like to try one pack of Morgana, two packs of something else three packs of Morgana right there in the middle. Or if you'd like to try no Morgana at all and be just like Wes Injun, he's not here right now to say, yeah, I'm on. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Wes Injun swindle bundle right there, no Morgana. You could pick three Lime River Roses. You pick two Black Prince Rubies and Lime River Rose. You pick whatever the frick you want. Just let me know. And uh, every single 10-pack comes with uh, uh, a Silago the Bat. Uh, we've discovered lately, ladies and gentlemen, that Silago the Bat actually is the fire that I thought it was. thought there was some fucking hot shit in there. And sure enough, a couple people have pulled out some really delightful stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, only way to get Silago the Bat is actually as a freebie from me. And uh, that's actually time-limited. It's not going to be forever. So, uh, if you would still like to get some of that aggressive sour strawberry, basically, and that's Silago the Bat. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, take a look and pick up a 10-pack. Actually, by the way, since we're right next to it, the table beans right next to it, that counts. So if you pick up a pack of table beans, you actually get a pack of Silago the Bat. It's probably the best way to get, cheapest way by far to get Silago the Bat right there by, by a freaking long shot. Oh, by the way, uh, Steelbird was just uh, uh, telling me about his uh, table bean that he'd grown. And uh, that was part of the table bean identification program. So he told me a little about, bit about it. Sure enough, that was basically this Queen Anne's Revenge Morgana cross that I put together. 
he and I think maybe two other people in the entire world have that cross besides me. So I guess four people in the world. So he's enjoying it. I hope he keeps enjoying it. Uh, the other two people that grow it, I don't think they know that they have it because I think they uh, got random. Pardon me. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident I know that at least two other people have it. I think actually on two different continents. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, happy to report that some of the table beans are uh, quite nice. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, take a look at the contact page if you need to uh, contact me for any reason. If you'd like to, uh, honestly, if you'd like to trade genetics or something, I'm up to that. I'm, I'm quite interested in uh, uh, trading a uh, pack of seeds. I don't know if you have something interesting. Now, obviously, please don't be insulted if I'm not interested because that's not maybe because I just don't want your seeds or something. But I, I, I have enough seeds to, to pop, but I am always looking for something more interesting. So if you have something super interesting, I would be super happy to trade for it. Uh, again, I'm not, that's came out super douchey. I hope it fucking makes sense. What I just said, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't want everything in life. Right. So that's basically what I'm trying to say. Like if I say like, Oh no, man, you know, that's great, but maybe I, I'll, I'll pass. Please don't be insulted, but I'd be happy to try something of yours. Uh, subscribe to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. If you are not subscribed, this is a good chance for me to remind you. Please subscribe to YouTube forward slash C forward slash Fumidor and the flavors. The link is right there on the uh, contact page of my website. Be really helpful if you did subscribe. This channel is pretty much frozen. YouTube has really made sure that basically this channel doesn't grow anymore. So if I told you how many new subscribers I got last month, you would not believe me because it sounds made up. But basically, this channel is fucking frozen. So if you guys would mind, not mind telling your friends, telling your uh, weed family, telling your bud tenders, uh, you know, telling folks that, that uh, might like to watch the show. That would be honestly super, 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 super fucking helpful because at this point I might have to start a new channel. I'm not even kidding. But anyway, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to complain, but we're going to move on. Eventually, we're going to do the photo contest again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in fact, Organic Soul Gardens uh, posted a beautiful flyer for me, a beautiful advertisement the other day, uh, and I uh, reposted on my main uh, Fumidor underscore Chibador Instagram. Please take a look, ladies and gentlemen. I'll start, ba start, 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 stop babbling. Uh, hint, hint, hint. I don't know when yet exactly, but Portland Cannabis Tasting Society meetings are coming back in the near future. Pending life, of course. You never know what, what could happen in this entire fucking wide world. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, most likely, I think we're going to be okay in the next uh, you know few weeks or something. We'll basically, uh, I'll give plenty of warning. Don't worry, I'll give plenty of warning. It's not going to be like, oh, well, sometimes it is overnight. But uh, the, like the main meeting won't be like overnight. I'll, I'll probably have to organize and all that kind of stuff. So, But ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys are, uh, you know, excited basically sort of uh portland whole area you guys are all super welcome you know I, honestly people are welcome from anywhere you can walk in the door it's really not a big deal but uh long story short uh i don't even know what i'm babbling at this point i'm gonna move on ladies and gentlemen let's say hello to our friends uh what's going on d how are the brains are they fresh are they freaking frozen are they uh are they gazpacho brains what do you what do you do with the brains buddy brains brains what's going on chat i see you there what's going on panel hope everybody had a great weekend after saturday's great show i'm just chilling um i actually did get a package in the mail today and i want to give a shout out to agnes beckett oh nice awesome actually sent me three different uh Green ohms, I guess, of TK crossed with TK Northern Lights by Haze crossed with Lime One BX. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and one of them actually, I don't exactly know what this means yet, but I'll figure it out. But uh, AK, I don't know if people know who AKB Brain 
Bean Brains is. He was just on, uh, oh, shit, yeah. what was he just on? He was on something the other day. Fucking what? Terrace? Uh, was he on Terrace show? Eagle. No, he wasn't on Terrace. He's a, he's a really good reader. I really respect him. Right on. Go for it, D. So he sent me some light. He sent me some rosin. Two different different sizes of rosin and some goodies. So thank you very much. Nice, man. Uh, Agnes. So that's dope. Sweet. Cheers. Cheers. Right on. What's going on? Uh, Peace. Pardon me. I keep hiccuping. Uh, Peace. Have a great day. Is uh, saying YouTube is messing with the entire cannabis community. Yeah, man. Straight up. Cheers. Nice to see you. Uh, welcome everybody. Chronic Wonders. Nice to see you, buddy. Uh, oh, you know what? How, is, how do I say these in the vaults full? I'm a weird dude a little bit because uh, I don't like to stockpile seeds too much. I'm always a little bit worried. Like I, I keep them in a, a very stable environment. Like I'm not too worried about the germ rate and stuff like that. But and they're you know they're 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 all waterproof. Like how do I say this? They're 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 not going to get flooded or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so it's not like I don't know. I don't know. It's just the fucking seeds. I don't. Know. I have a strange thought about it. I basically feel like it's just weird to stockpile too many of them. And now that I have my own seeds that are you know like in jars waiting for the future. You know what I mean? I, I just don't want to have too much fucking seed basically that uh, that I don't pop. It just seems weird. It just seems bad. And I know that that's a really unusual. Uh, perspective because a lot of people bank seeds for you know 20 30 years and stuff but i don't know man. i don't know at least in this point in my life i don't like to like feel like i don't feel i don't like to feel like i'm stockpiling seeds you know what i mean i like to think that there's a good chance that any seeds that i take in i might actually pop and so i don't know i've, I've kind of for a couple of years now i basically i try not to take seeds that i'm not going to pop and then basically if i really am not going to pop them i kind of move on to other people and like you know I, I don't know it's a, it's kind of a bizarre perspective i think probably but I don't know. I just, I, I know that if I'm not going to freaking, if I don't have interest in it now, I'm probably not going to have interest in the future. You know, it's like, I don't know. There's only enough time. There's only, how do I say this? You get a little bit older and then you start to realize, oh shit, there, there is actually a clock ticking. You know what I mean? So like, there's only enough time. There's only enough time in a day in a month in a year, in 10 years on and on. So it's like, I don't know. I, I hope it doesn't sound, uh, Hope it doesn't sound uh, rude or something. It's just uh, uh, there's only enough fucking time in the day. Uh, I forgot to post the link, ladies and gentlemen. Stone Root reminded me. Thank you very much. Here it comes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the password is 420, 420. Maybe Zoom changed something. Maybe that's what it is. Smashed. What do you think? Because we used to include the password in the link, uh, but then people were saying the link didn't work. Is it possible that basically not clicking the exact link was basically, because I think Zoom was actually adjusting that hyperlink and actually including the password, but maybe they changed that for security reasons or something. I don't know. I don't really know. It could be anything, honestly. Hmm. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, though, in the meantime, there's the link. Click 420-420 to join, just like Stoneroot just did. Uh, Smashed, what's going on, my friend? Welcome. What's, going on? what's good? <clears throat> Cheers, everyone. Hope everyone's having a great night. Just just down to join of the Bubba Kush to Blueberry. I got a little bit of plant number one left. It's really good. Yeah, I really like it. Apple fruit is looking amazing. Um, went down there today. Looks good. Uh, I got soil. I got more soil now. Like, so I can transplant the one gallon. So I'm going to be transplanting Charybdis. And I'll be transplanting... Um, I don't Tommy didn't give me a name. Oh, well, it's Ambrosia to Mendo Breath. So those are going into one gallons, going downstairs. We're going to put them, I'm just going to kind of put them under the apple fritter a little bit, just mm -hmm. for a couple of days. Uh, and as, as we warm up over here, I'm, I'm going to open up my second tent. 
place. But yeah, hell, hell yeah, cheers everyone. I thought I sent a super sticker. Appreciate it. Probably YouTube is being what? stupid. Exactly. Oh. What? 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 What's going on, Wes? What is it? There it is. Two bucks. Pack your bongs, your bowls, your joints. Come hang out. That's it. Listen to Smash. Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, nice man. Big, big up, Emilor. Big up, Smash. Big up, D. Big up, Stoners. Roof of the whole chat. Hope everybody's living well. Hope everybody's living their best life. Uh, yeah, man. Welcome back to the most interactive show in cannabis, where you can be part of the show. Get on and uh, yeah. Yeah, Hang man. out, man. Cheers, Welcome. Cheers. Hey, so I got a question. Go for it, buddy. If you want to get someone some bud and they uh, you don't hear anything about it, do you just assume they didn't like it? If you give someone some bud and you don't hear anything about it, is that what that was the question? Yeah, yeah. My my uh, speaker's fucked up, so you might not hear everything. Oh, that's okay. I think it just cut out maybe for me for a second. Uh, that's a fucking good question. Uh, I would kind of assume that. I mean, uh, how do I say Like, what do you... Maybe they just haven't smoked it yet. I mean, honestly, that's Did happened you? to me before. Like, I've just, <laughs> you know what? People have given me bud before, and I'm like, oh no, I'm saving it for some time where I actually can sit down and actually smoke it. So I guess it depends on how long it's been. Go ahead, Wes. My, my question would be Did you ask for a, uh, did you ask for a uh, commentary, Fair a little, point. a little, a weed report? Oh, absolutely not. I was, I was just curious. Yeah. Like, See, they, they, they might, somebody might do it. Like, I would do it for you for sure, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, I would definitely take it, but I, I don't know. Like, did they, they thank you and all that properly when they received it, right? Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, then, yes. Yeah. Then I wouldn't expect them to say anything unless I had asked them to say something. So I would just <laughs> casually ask them what he, what he thought of the wares, you know? Uh, yeah. Green Ghost is basically saying you only have so many growth cycles in your fucking life. You know, you don't really think about it sometimes, but you, you really do. And you, you can't really, uh, waste too many of them before, uh, man, it's too late. You know, you should have done this. You should have done that, whatever. How many times? I mean, I fucking, I've fucked up. I don't even know a few cycles, a few the timing on cycles. I fucked up like right now I'm, I'm overdue again. And I'm always saying like, uh, flip, flip, flip. I'm always saying that if while I'm trying to always in the show, make sure you always flip on a regular fucking schedule. And no matter what, just flip your fucking calendar, flip your calendar, flip your calendar. Uh, guess what? I'm always breaking my own fucking rule. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm curious what'll happen in week nine and a half or 10. And then I get busy at week 10 and then the fucking thing goes into week 10 and a half or whatever. And then it gets a little overripe. Fuck. And then you're like, God oh, fucking damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, follow my advice. Don't follow me. Uh, flip your fucking flower flare, flip to flower on a regular schedule, like click a schedule, flip, keep to it. No matter what happens, if you have, I don't know, God stops by, doesn't matter flip the fucking flower because you can always basically give yourself one more week, two more weeks, three more weeks, and then you lose an entire fucking cycle per year, basically, as a result of that. That's why I like doing perpetual grow because I always have plants at different stages. Right. Do you mean by that, do you always have, uh, what do you mean by that? Do you mean you have like a couple different tents or do you have all different plants, like plants at all different stages of uh, flowering? So I have a, a veg room and a flower room and I basically fill up the rooms. Um, when I start filling up the room, I fill it up totally. And I just harvest plants as they are ripening and I replace them. Hmm. So there's always a plant. And at this point, they're all at different stages because it, that started like two years ago. Makes sense. And I kept uh, it up. Even when I harvest last year, I was able to keep like my, I didn't have anything going in 
I, I didn't have anything in flower while my plants were about to be harvested, but I had plants ready to go. As soon as I harvested my outdoor plants, they were ready to go. And I harvested my last indoor crop probably like a few weeks before my outdoor was ready. That's cool. So it was like really perpetual. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, NV Closet Med Grower. I think he's growing either wheat or hemp or whatever. whatever's legal in Tennessee. I think he's grown in Tennessee commercially now. Um <clears throat> But he used to be pretty strictly a home grower in uh, Las Vegas, and he grew uh, pretty much perpetually. I think he had three or four because you know they had a little bit you know more legal numbers down there uh, where he was living. Uh, I think actually in Vegas, uh, and he had I want to say three or four full flower tents, but he didn't do them all the same. Uh, two flower tents I think basically were just perpetually on flower cycle basically, and he would add and subtract stuff from the tents. And so you'd see as he would do his videos, uh, one plant would be week two in flower. Couple of plants in the back were basically ready, almost ready to harvest. Week seven, eight, nine, whatever. Uh, someone in the middle, basically, basically, and then like right in the middle, I want to say one tent over, basically in the middle of his freaking you know walk, there was basically a tent where he would always do like one plant per tent, and then basically flip the flower whenever he wanted to on that. You know, he'd veg it out basically and do you know one big freaking thing. Uh, that's kind of a fun, honestly, like I've always wanted to do that, to be honest. And I never have. I'm always basically flipping the, whichever tent it is, I'm just always flipping immediately the flower, uh, and never kind of just adding stuff. I was scrog and everything. I never, it's tempting to do that because it's so freeing, honestly, to be able to like just put a plant in there, take it out, turn it around, whatever, you know what I mean? But I'm always like, oh, yield and this and that, blah, blah, blah. So theoretically. Your light would last longer too. Kept it. How so? Yeah. Oh, if you just keep it at 12. Well, I get you. Yeah, I get you. I guess my, I I mean, you're probably right because like I said, I do actually do a little bit of, you know, a a week, maybe 10 days or something kind of ramp up to flower. So that's, that part is probably at the 15, 16, 17, 18 hour range or something. So yeah, and that's probably shortening the life of the, the lamp. That's probably true. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting thought. It's it's a. I'm curious. I'm curious what's stopping me from like trying it one one of these days. I might honestly. I want to. Uh, I want to go back and play a little devil's advocate with you there, Fumidor, on your uh, on your you, you're not being a bean hoarder, and I think you're wrong in not being a bean hoarder. I think you, everybody needs to be bean hoarders. Everybody needs to save their. I mean, the put the all kinds the reality of, of it is, I have kind of a lot of beans already. So it's like, how much of a hoard do you really fucking need? Well, it's not, it's, it's, it's not just you. It's, it's the future, right? You don't know what's going to happen. Like we could have a light that fucking affects weed really bad or something, something like that. That just causes the plant to start going extinct (laughs) or something. Uh, like if people had kept more stuff, we'd have more stuff. There wouldn't be all this, all the, uh, stuff going extinct now, you know? If everybody didn't just depend on the weed man to bring their stuff and kept the seeds that we had, we'd have way more selection. We'd have That's all true. the stuff that we know we now know we're missing, and wish we could get back to, and are trying to hunt our way back to. Well, it sure have been a lot easier if everybody had hung onto their beans and kept things, kept things, you know. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't I know. Found my, I finally found my headphones. Sweet. <laughs> I, I think it's important to balance use uh keeping the keeping your stock fresh and when using them while they're usable and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think well having as, a little having I as much diversity that. as possible. I like, think having a backlog in your safe or whatever, like I have probably seeds that I could grow for the rest of my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you should like I, I'm happy, you know, I can always have something new. 
there's a potential of me running out if I start running 30, 40, 50 seeds at a time, you know? But the way I then grow... Then you could always make more. I mean, if you know yeah, a little bit about what you're doing, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm not as worried. I mean, I, West Engine actually makes a good point because you never really know if there's going to be some kind of a major new pest, pathogen, blight, whatever, that comes through things and just obliterates the, the, the crowd. I mean, that could fucking happen. That literally could happen. Yeah, um, and we've seen it happen with a number of different plants. Yeah. Hop Lake, like, I was just talking about that today. Basically, it's in apparently 30% of commercial gardens. It's probably more than that, to be honest, once you start testing it. It can actually pass through seed. It's somewhat unlikely, but in something like up to 2% of seed stock, you can actually get the freaking Hop Lake and Viroid. So even, you know, most of the time, you can't really pass something through seed. But you can't certainly can't pass, pass spider mites or something, but you can pass this fucking hop latent viroid. And that's just the beginning. I mean, there's apparently, uh, Potent was talking about some celery chlorosis diseases. Uh, what else? Some other viroids, apparently, too. Uh, and he's not the only one that's been talking about it. There's a bunch of people. Suzanne Wainwright Evans, the bug lady, she was talking about some terrifying shit that's making its appearance somewhere, I think, back east in Georgia or something. So, I mean, you never know when uh, uh, there could be something that is bad enough and fast enough and, and just how do I say that maybe even uh, obscure enough that it just rolls through like a bulldozer and kills everything before anyone knows what they're doing. And then basically running from seed stock or maybe, you know, some of the clone culture labs or whatever, that would be the only saviors of the fucking cannabis. And in the meantime, you know, the, the clone culture pl- places will cater to the uh, uh, commercial people first, you know? And so everybody else will have to basically grow from seed. So it's actually not a dumb, not a dumb way of looking at it. It's the same kind of like the, the seed banks in Norway and stuff like, you know, there's plenty think, of seed around the world, but I mean, fuck, if there's an apocalypse or whatever, where are you going to get the fucks and seeds? Here's so. something. Well, since you brought it up, I, do you think uh, tissue culture is the next wave of holding genetics and shit? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, unless, unless there's something better, but I mean, I don't even think it's the next wave. I think it's been around for a while. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, campus, like, you know? it, it actually to pick up and you see breeders with little fridges with agar plates and. Huh. Yeah. A thousand different strains in there on agar. And, you know, a lot of folks basically say, I mean, you know, obviously you'd you'd have to be in a place where you can, you know, legally do the numbers and stuff. But uh, a lot of folks basically say that that's a way to keep huge libraries in a fairly small space. You know, like a a thousand mothers takes up a warehouse, right? But if you had a thousand agar plates basically running tissue culture, I don't know, maybe 2,000 for for safety's sake or something, that probably takes up like a a corner of a room, you know, with a couple of those big, you know, industrial fridges and those big freaking, uh, uh, I can't even think of the word for it, but people know what I'm talking about. You know, the, the white lab coat fridges. Uh, isn't that a trip? I mean, seriously, you could put just like a, a, a stack of freaking Petri dishes and it's all basically, you know, crazy genetics, basically waiting for uh, someone to just say open sesame. It's kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real trip, honestly. Here that um, Putin gave me. I have no idea what it is. Oh. He said it's some sort of tropical fruit or something. I'm sorry, you guys oh, can probably hear me clicking over here. Yeah, we do actually. It's super fucking loud. It's nice. Uh, Charlie's, what's going on, buddy? I don't know how to get that to stop. Uh, turn on your noise canceling. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm your mic is, is on your laptop, and it's basically just picking up the the okay. laptop noises. So if you don't have your noise canceling on, it'll just, it'll just pick it up. Doing well, guys. Better than I deserve, as always. Good on, man. Tired, very tired. I've been I've been moving a lot of things, and um, I'm so tired. I can't even remember the last time I was on. It's been a bit. I, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, I think I fell asleep on Saturday night. 
just listening to you guys, I was going to click on and next thing I know, I fell asleep in the middle of the row. And so my apologies, because I try, I really like being on this, like, this is the show that I do. You know, I, I like the Eagle. I, I like a potent show, but, um, you know, this is the one that I've kind of become a staple and a regular on. And I really, you know, and cheers to chat. I, I, I can't see chat and I really bum out. So I'm trying to figure out my filters. You know, this is one of the, you know, this is what the, my growth should look like. You know, that's what it looks like. Usually, but I got those freaking mothers that I was flowering out. So, but anyway, yeah, I got some things I'm taking down. And how you doing? How you feeling? You, you got everyone else? Right. I well? actually uh, still apparently have a little bit of the freaking strep throat. It's kind of bizarre, but I feel a lot better. So I apparently, still have to take fucking antibiotics for a little bit. Kind of ridiculous, wow. but I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. At the least flu's I, going around. Yeah. Taking. The flu uh, going around. Yeah. I got dude, people there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Uh, My wife's uh, boss had it. Bad. He was out for like he? over a week. Yeah. He had it really bad. So, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it sucks that you got to take those antibiotics, but yeah, I got to start drinking kombucha and stuff because you basically kill all your freaking micro, you know, probiota and stuff. Yeah. When I was in the hospital in 2010, they had me on the type threes, you know, most people get type twos now, you know, because we've graduated because, you know, our bodies build up the, you know, the the immunity. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So they had me on type three, a pick line going right into my heart, man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Six months. Well, actually, it was it, it went ended up going up for eight months. Yeah, I was in the hospital ten months. Uh, yeah, ten months, almost almost twelve months, man. Inpatient. Yeah, they kept figuring, trying to figure out shit. Next thing you know, I'd, they'd be ready to discharge me. Like I was saying, they had to get my viral loads down to like fifteen or something, and then they discharged it. They couldn't get it below twenty eight, mm-hmm. and um, so they would, you know, and then then literally three days before they were ready to discharge me, you know, because you get on a three month regiment, and then they, you know, hopefully they get you down, they discharge as well. Happened a few times. They, a couple times, they got me down, three month regiment in inpatient, and um, and three days before they were ready to um, discharge me, I'd come up with another infection, or uh, the infection itself that I had, if I remember correctly, was blown right back up. I mean, and because uh, it sits in my spinal fluid, like I never get rid of these things. I have a viral and a bacterial infection sitting in my spinal fluid that they, you know, and that's what's eating my joints away as I get older. Um, that's why I had a hip replacement in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, uh, you know, enough about me. Um, I'm just happy to be no, here. You know, this was, Charlie, it's always interesting hearing what, uh, what's up with you, man. Uh, uh, it's interesting that you say that. Like, uh, a lot of folks don't really realize that, but viruses are exceptionally good. And a lot of them, maybe most of them, apparently, I've heard this, uh, sit dormantly, even after your body has defeated them. Even many, even many times after your body literally knows how to destroy the fucking virus, the virus is able to sit dormantly in your nerve cells and your nerve fluid, basically. And so, for example, rabies is the most famous one of that. If you get yeah. bitten by a bat, you don't even know you got bitten by a bat because the bite is so freaking small. Uh, like you, you can actually get bitten by rabid bats, basically. But it'll literally be like a mosquito bite. It's that small. It's like a mosquito bite. You won't think anything of it. Ten years later, you're dead because basically it was dormant in your freaking nerve cells and then exploded yeah. and goes through the whole process of giving you the freaking water phobia or hydrophobia yeah. like, oh my fucking god my daughter anyway. she got a yeah go ahead. go ahead go ahead oh i was just basically babbling about that there's a lot of viruses that yeah to be honest. Go ahead. the doctor was telling me this a couple of years ago my daughter uh, a squirrel um you know baby squirrel actually um when my daughter was really young i think she was about five and uh five six years old and she um uh this is only like four or five years ago and she got she got a the, she was I forget what happened, but she ended up, the, the, the squirrel ended up biting her and it was just, it just broke the skin just enough to make her bleed a little bit. And she had to have those freaking rabies shots, seven of them or eight of them, whatever the hell they were. Yeah. And she could get four at once and then you have to go back like, uh, I forget how many months later and get the other, 
or weeks later or whatever it was. You know, yeah, she was a trooper. You know what I mean? Yeah, being that young and yeah, she she had uh, yeah, she's you know sometimes she can freak out about things like that. Sometimes she she doesn't. And this time uh, I remember she was just uh, she was just uh, you know a six year old getting pricked four times with four different needles at once. She was pretty good. Yeah, when she was a kid, she used to puke when they used to draw blood. Really? <laughs> that's how that's how worked up she. And when I mean, I mean, when she was a toddler, yeah, we had a we'd have to warn the doctor, we'd have to wrap her up, have her in a lap, yeah, and you know, so her arm wouldn't move. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. so yeah, God love her. Yeah. So yeah, say, these yeah. are some of the biggest plants I've ever grown inside. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd we're gonna go actually go back. Uh, what we're gonna uh, do tonight? What I'm gonna do just real go quick, cue me. Please, I'm do. gonna um. I'm going to take down a plant here that's coming down a week early just because I, I need it. It's the East Coast Sour Diesel. Oh, and then uh, we're going to shoot We're going to shoot to uh, the other place uh, that that's I, cool. you know, I'm moving this to my house. And because uh, I got to put on three sprog nets, they got to get kicked oh. in the flower. I'm not going to have enough room because right. I got a nine foot ceiling, a 10 foot ceiling. So, but you guys will take a ride I'm with doing me that. Else, depending upon that's how long you guys are going to be on. All right. Love I'm doing the same thing, Charlie. I got to pull this light out and I got to put a thing on all four corners to get it up high, a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, extensions, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have it just on a chain it with two, you know, trying to be, oh, let's sure. I have multiple lights, so I was like, I need the hooks. But now yeah. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I already started. I just need to do it. Yeah, looking good over there, though. Smashed. Looking really nice. Yeah, it looks better. The color's starting yeah. to come back. Yeah. Real sweet. Give it a couple more days and she's going into flower. I'd clean the bottom of those up a little tiny bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Then I want to take clones the day the day before nice. I flip the flower. I'm gonna trim up the bottom and take clones. Sweet. Do you like the bottom clones or top clones better? I've kind of gone back and forth I, in my life. I've had better luck with bottom clones. Have you? They want to survive. I feel like. Huh. And when People you say give they them have the more right... rooting hormones, Simon, I don't know. That's probably yeah, I think when you take them from the bottom, they're like, oh, they're miserable down there. And then you mm. give them the perfect conditions, they're like, fuck it, let's sprout mm. some roots. Fair enough. Yeah, it looks look nice. At this thing. I'm gonna cut that's this. gonna be a nice. That's gonna be a nice canopy. That's my I'm style. I'm gonna cut right this whole fucking thing off. In the corner. This whole thing's gonna be a clone. Mm. There's a couple clones there actually. But like, yeah, I got a couple things like that. I got to cut off the sides. Yeah, I've never had problems cloning from top or bottom. I've taken them from all parts of the plants. I, I actually, uh, you know, did a side-by-side side years yeah. ago. Never had a problem. I mean, yeah. I, I heard the same thing, Fumi. More hormones, rooting hormones down by the bottom, you know? So I was like, all right, let's try this. Actually, I think it was through uh, through uh, um, uh, Subco. And um, so I was like, you know what? Let's do a side-by-side. Side. I find that uh, I never have a problem with clones anyway, um, thankfully. Um, but... Um, not that I, I haven't lost clones, but you know, all in all, I take so many that um, I most of the time have 100% and don't lose a plant. Uh, occasionally, obviously, one will happen. But when I take uh, when I have really big plants and I take the real thick woody ones, um, and I mean like you know, uh, good uh, you know, third half inch stock, mm-hmm. you know, um, they root the fastest actually. Do they really? I found those out. Yep, huh. they root the fastest and they're the strongest and most vigorous when I transplant them. Uh, I find less shock, even though I do use azos when I transplant. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I, I tried that side by side and I haven't found a difference. I haven't found one rooted faster, you know, and I've done cubes, rapid rooters, easy cloner, uh, homemade DWC cloners. I mean, you name it, I've tried it over the years. And uh, 
The, the, the only one I had a problem with was a homemade DWC corner. Um, couldn't regulate the water temperature. Um, the OG Kush, especially one, uh, I had a, I had a true OG from BC Bud Company uh, 12 years ago, whatever it was. And um, that was the only one that uh, it was really temperamental. I just get rot right away. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Pythium would just set right in almost right away at the tip of the uh, tip of the cutting. So, mm. but um, but other than that, um, I had success with uh, every way. Like I said, I used to just take take a tray of clones, Rockwell or Rapid Rudis, and I put the dome on it. I'd always have vents on my domes though, and um, but I would tape it up, and I wouldn't even touch it for fourteen. Days. Wouldn't even look at them for fourteen days. Didn't matter if I put them in light. Wouldn't matter if I put them in a dark closet for the fourteen days. Though they would definitely be stressed after the 14 days. I just did a couple of experiments one time with, uh, with a few trays and, uh, they would be yellow as hell, but they would be rooted and they would come back. As long as there's a friggin' white stub on there, it would live hmm. and, uh, and it would bounce back. You know, that's how, uh, you know, uh, resilient these plants are. So, um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So I've tried it over the years many ways. And it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this this oh. auto is really impressing me. Oh, uh, what is it again? Uh, Planet of the Grapes, but for a little one-gallon, dude. You're you're cut out a little bit. Planet of the Grapes, you said. It's a uh, Planet of the Grapes, um, and it's only in a little one-gallon. I have fans on in there. That's probably why it's cutting out. Um, yeah, they're all all these little autos right here are in one gallons. I won't really go much higher. Maybe I'll do a three, but I think autos are happy with three to five, like the highest of five. I do good with one gallons. I'm happy just putting them in the sh in the shade. This is under 17 hours of light, and I'm gonna have. It's a really fruity smell. Like it's super. It's kind of like one of the fruit cups. That's cool. Back in the day when you were a kid. Hmm. Um. But yeah. Very nice. I just kind of want the color. You see how like up here faded to like the nice purple. Hmm. Yeah, nice looking plant. But that's like a, a little bit bigger. Than, I'd say a little bit bigger than a golf ball. I'd say that's a golf ball right here. Yeah, right. Probably, yeah right. a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. For, Especially for like free weed, basically. For a one gallon sitting in like the bottom here underneath all everything else. So, oh yeah, so my clones, or the seedlings, sorry. When I do the one gallon seedlings, they're gonna go right here in the front. And then once we warm up, oh wait, well yeah, they're gonna go down here for a couple of days and I'm gonna set this, this tent up and put them in there. Veg them and just kind of do a perpetual, you know, go from there to here. Hang on. My hands are so sticky from touching that thing. That's what she said. But, uh, nice one. Yeah, I uh, top dressed. I told everyone, I think barley, a uh, heavy dose of barley, a uh, heavy dose of fishbone meal to get it in there before I put the flour. So it's going to ah. take a little while to break down, obviously. So probably about mid flour will be, will be a little earlier, I would say. But start really kicking in. But yeah, everything's looking good. Ever since I transplanted her. She's giving me that nice green color back. She gets pissed off quick, but she also gets really happy easy. Hmm. Why do you think she gets pissed off quick? Uh, she's 
she's hungry every time she feels like i had her in a seven gallon and i don't know i did it on discord i think uh i pulled it out and i was doing the transplant and stuff and it was completely full rooted uh the whole thing seven gallon and she was starting to fade on me and i'm like she's hungry she, she wants more she just seems to always want more this 20 gallon solution was I mean, I said, fuck, I said, oh, that's kinda, plenty. Fuck. That's going to be yeah. plenty for it. I kind of said, fuck it. And I was like, we're just going to give her all, everything she can want for flour. It's <laughs> an interesting question. Like the, the, uh, is the plant hungry enough that it's actually consuming all the nutrients that's been given to it? Or is it, uh, a case where the plant is maybe not, this is actually what I'm kind of thinking that maybe that plant is not really fostering a super good this is just being kind of thinking out loud but i'm just wondering like hungry plants why is the plant hungry compared to another plant and i'm like the same amount of nutrition is in there and so it's it's a good uh essentially coots mix kind of system over there like there should be plenty of nutrition right there and as long as there's worm castings which there are it should be getting unlocked it should be solubilizing basically slowly over time and then the plant will basically tell the microbes what it really wants and so like you're not really going to have too many deficiencies that you have to chase back and forth back and forth so I'm like where do these hungry plants come from you know like you know i hear about it all the time i don't know sometimes i wonder if maybe it's, it's backwards maybe that plant doesn't have the ability to actually uh, uh we've said this before basically i said this i think maybe even on the last show that the plant whichever the biggest plant is in the little ecosystem that you're talking about. And so if it's one plant per pot, the pot, that one plant is the boss of that ecosystem. And the plant basically tells the microbes what it wants, what it needs, what it would like. And if that plant isn't getting it, I'm wondering if that plant is just not capable of being like a leader, basically, so to speak, you know, like it's just a bad leader, basically. And that plant is not able to foster the right microbial community. I don't know. I mean, I realize I'm thinking backwards that way. So what's the solution? I guess the solution would be to try to, first of all, foster a healthier microbial community and then figure out for whatever reason that plant is not healthy. Again, I'm kind of thinking out loud, but I, I wonder, nobody ever really talks about that, do, do they? Like they always talk, oh, this plant's hungry. And I'm not attacking you, Smash, because I think you're no, not. I the know. That well, said, that's the apple fritter, right? Or is that the other one? This is the apple fritter. The apple fritter. I think you're not the only one that said the apple fritter is a super hungry plant. And so I'm like, but wait, and then they even say that it's a little bit disappointing in flower. And so I'm just like, but wait, so everyone's kind of blaming themselves for the fucking plant, which is kind of natural. Like, oh, it's, you know, I'm just not a good enough grower or something. What if it's just not a good enough plant? Like, what if it's a plant that's just not really capable of doing, how do I say this? I just let go of a plant that I'm actually surprised at myself that I let it go. But I was like, you know what? As much as I like it, like working with this plant in the future is just going to potentially increase the chance that my freaking work in the future is going to be weaker, basically. So I was like, I'm kind of thinking about 15 different things at once, but I was like, uh, where am I getting to? I like, nobody, nobody ever really basically says, Hey, this plant is just not up to snuff, you know? And then just like, I like Agnes is a uh, uh, comment there. Pull your feet. It. Pull your feet. It. That's an easy I, solution. I think it could be a root issue. I, th I think it might want to go deeper with that much, Mass above the roots. Do you guys, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking out loud a little bit, but is it possible what I was just talking about, that the plant might simply be, I mean, the, basically, it's I'm, I'm describing a weak plant, essentially. I'm not describing like a morally ambiguous plant or something. I'm talking about a plant that's basically just not really, not necessarily that it's hungry, but rather the opposite, that it's actually somewhat weak. Because I feel like if it were a hungry plant, it would 
work harder on the the medium that it's in. I mean, it was already in a seven gallon pot, which is not super small. I mean, it's not a tiny pot. Like you can certainly get a lot bigger than that, but seven gallons is a normal size pot, honestly. And it's plenty big enough actually for maybe not five cycles in a row, but you could definitely do a couple, three cycles of a good living soil before even top dressing, honestly. So if it's a good, rich soil. So, I mean, like if it was hungry, that tells me something honestly about the plant more than it does about the the soil smashed well okay no i guess smash doesn't reuse the soil as much um, but i don't think it's a hunger i think it's just the roots want more depth because mm-hmm. what you're describing in flower is what i see with sativas when they don't have enough depth and it's not it's not that although smash into- said that his uh pot was completely full of roots is oh, that right smashed i don't know if he can hear us right now yeah yeah sorry it was, so yeah. you said it was basically she, completely she uh, white right. on the outside. So she seems to grow real fast. And when she hits the bottom of a pot, she just starts getting unhappy. That's what I've noticed. And so that's what I'm saying. It's basically a weak plant that, that grows no. fast, but not well. I don't know. Delman's she wants to be outdoors, fast. not indoors. Maybe. Maybe she wants just basically to have unlimited shoes. You know, maybe I'm even looking at it the wrong way. Maybe, maybe she, she wants to tap. The, she probably wants to tap the water table herself and drink all maybe, her blood. Maybe. That's an interesting point. I've had plants like that. I've had plants that basically, like they'll shoot their roots to the place where the freaking water outlet is, basically, because they just want more, more, yep. more, more, more. So, yeah, there's that too. Um, let, let's see how she does in those 20 gallons, because if she's a, if she's a hungry plant in those ten gallons, then that that uh, uh, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for that rewards my fear. It's a stupid fucking expression. Anyway, whatever I'm trying to say, uh, uh, if uh, uh, how do I say this? If she gets frustrated in that large of a pot, then maybe I'm right, and maybe she's just basically a weak plant. But if she grows out and expands and shoots her roots out like she's not going to have time really because he's going to flip the flower here i think he said in like a week or something or less uh she's not going to have time really to colonize that entire 20 gallon pot and be pissed off so we'll hmm. see long story short i don't know okay smash floor nugs would like to ask if you're using uh like dolomite lime or um gypsum or anything to uh to uh, change the to to adjust the pH of your soil, make your make it uh, more changeable. Have you? Uh, is there? Have, well, what's your? You just you just running out the soil as it comes from the from coast to Maine. Um, Smash can you hear us? Here. Yeah, How's it going, guys? Cheers, Dale. Good man. Nice to see. You. Yeah. Welcome. I just want. I just want to jump on real quick because yeah, um, about that apple fritter. Um, yeah, as I told, as I told Smash, right? I've been running that apple fritter in twenty gallons for about a year and a half. Um, I've never, I never had her in anything smaller than a twenty, so I don't know what um, how she responds in anything smaller than a twenty. Um, She's able to, if she starts, if she's in a 20 from clone, from small clone, she can fill up a 20 gallon pot. The roots will fill up, but I've never like transplanted her into a 20. Um, So I don't know how she's going to respond to that. But um, I do 20s. A close buddy of mine does 30s. He loves a 
30. He says 30 is the way to go. But honestly, um, looking at mine next to his, I don't see much of a difference between a 20 gallon and a 30 gallon. But he swears, it's like he swears by the 30 gallons for the apple fritter. Um, yeah, I see where I, I know what you're talking about where it comes to is like, is it a weak plant because it's um, constantly hungry? And I'm not the only one that said it. A lot of people, even in the comments section, they said that they, if they grow the apple fritter, it's constantly hungry. Mm. Um, so that that could be the case. I don't know. But I know 20 is the way I go. And she freaking loves it. Nice. Love. Uh, I think, you know, I think 20s are basically the beginning of ideal for organic growing anyway. You know, like people are always yeah. trying to get away with five gallons, seven gallon, fucking 10 gallon pots, on and on on. And then they do kind of chase uh, <clears throat> deficiencies and stuff, even when they do uh, a proper living soil, which is to say like reusing the soil, not even, when I say reusing the soil, I don't mean tossing it out and tossing it back in. I mean, literally reusing that pot, like just yeah. leaving it there taking out a little bit of dirt, putting a new plant in there or putting a seed, like you said, basically even sometimes planting from seed. <clears throat> that's honestly the best. If you have the space and the numbers and all that kind of stuff, the very best, frankly, like just dead ass is to put the seed in the place where it will grow. Cause anytime oh, yeah. you do transplant something, same thing that I'm always trying to say about the paper towel method, this method and that, you know, all the different kind of steps that you can add into the process that you don't need. You're adding places where you can add pathogens. You're adding places where you could literally drop the plant. I mean, people always forget like you can fucking drop your, 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 your tray of clones and kill all your fucking plants basically before you even got started. Exactly you can put the stuff. Did that happen to you? Dude, if it hasn't happened to every one of us, it will at some point. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. dropped fucking clones and shit. I've dropped seeds. I've dropped things mm -hmm. on uh, seedlings that I really cared about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just basically beheaded them and stuff like that. I've beheaded seedlings just basically by walking by them, basically not even being, oh. paying attention. You know what I mean? So shit happens. All right. In my, in my case, I was, uh, I, I just like moved into my new place and I had everything backed up as as like small clones, like rooted clones. And I put them in my, in my closet slash clone room um, to let them like get a little bit bigger before I, cause I, at that time I hadn't bought new tents. I hadn't set everything up. So I just put them off to the side to try to keep them safe. Mm. Unfortunately, my cat loves my grow lights and I must've left the door open to my closet and only thing I can think of is that the cat and the dog got in a fight mm. and wind up knocking over the entire table, destroying all my clones. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, I, I lost a lot of I lost a lot of genetics. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I lost a lot. Of, I got a quick question. Oh my god! I'm kind of stuck at the placement of where this HLG can move. I can't really slide it right now. Mm -hmm. Like I locked in that middle piece as a support. Here, let, me, mm -hmm. let me uh spotlight you i just kind of so it's really far towards the door mm -hmm. so i kind of just tilted it up a little bit <laughs> and i put it oh, up so you locked in that crossbar i think i know what you're saying there because it looks like that crossbar screws in or does it pop in no it it it, it goes in there but it's really tight and then i locked it in with uh, oh yeah oh, i see i see that's annoying just so I could hang one. So pretty much that whole middle support could support this light. That's what yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. And it didn't move. But now that I use, I'm using four, 
It's mm-hmm. kind of. Does the light have four hooks, or can you can, uh, bring your phone closer to the light? See if you can adjust like how. Oh yeah, it's got four hooks there. Oh yeah, you don't have to use the the middle one at all. You can just uh, honestly, you could just get hooks. You could get. I mean, the, unfortunately, the right hooks to get are kind of annoyingly hard. No, to get I know. These days. I'm, I'm saying, do you think if it's a little too far forward and I slant it up a little bit to get the back of that side, that should be fine, right? I don't like that. I mean, how do I say it? I've done that before. Like I do it if I have to. I don't like it too much. I like it just. I honestly think with an LED, it's fine. You think so? It's I think with an LED, it's deal. fine. I don't think it's any big deal with the LED. I don't think it matters if they're upside down, wonky. left, right, fucking any bit. which way. As long as they have adequate, adequate cooling off the uh, fans on the back, off the uh, the heat sinks on the back, let worry about. But like, your dial will be fine. I, I I I'm currently running four of mine on forty fives right now. So all right, I well, can find I'll find out right. real quick. Actually, I could. Well, I just don't trust these by themselves. What? You don't trust what? These bars. What is that? They just what, seem um, weak. Oh. Uh, what company of tech do you have? iPower. Oh, I don't know. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> when you wiggle them, do they do they flex or what's the deal? They're just yeah, they're well okay. since I have that middle piece in, they don't move. Oh, I gotcha. That's kind of why I shoved it up in there because I. I mean, you can always you can always shit. unstrap it from that middle piece and put another one in there. See, that's why I never got into tents because I knew I'd like hang too much shit yeah. on it. I'd fold that shit up like origami. Right. I would. I'll tell you. Um, my both my agents. Both my AC Infinity and my Gorilla Grow tent can handle a 45 pound light easy. Because huh. my um my lights that I were running were commercial were commercial uh grow lights, and each one was like 45 pounds each. And I hung them bad boys all the way up to the ceiling, and they rocked. They did not flex. Um, the AC Infinity, if you open the tent, it flexed a little bit, but when the tent was closed, because I think it was the extra rigidity of the you know the fabric around the tent, but they, at forty-five pound lights, with the, um with all the equipment hanging off, it had to be at least like 50, 55 pounds of equipment hanging from the roof of the tent. Not a problem. Not a problem for like four years. Hmm. Oh, I have a suggestion for you. And I've done this actually done this before using just a coat hanger. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you undo the coat hanger, but you leave this piece, the hanging part where you're going to hang, they're going to cut your a hook, leave that bent, and use you cut a piece off, and you wrap it around the bottom of your light hook, so say around here, and then you can just use the hook like this, and you can pull your light up more, closer, and you don't have to worry about it falling because it's on a hook, right? That's better. Now your lights up higher like this. You have to undo it. You can't just stick them in the middle like that. You have to undo it and wrap it around the hook so it's secure enough. But yeah, that's just my suggestion. Oh, shit. I, didn't show Z. I didn't show D's. Sorry. There we go. Sorry about that, D. Oh, that's okay. So yeah, you just use a coat hanger, regular old coat hanger, you take it, you open it up, and you cut a piece off to where this side where the hook is, 
So then you can hook it right back up to the hook and hang it. But you wrap this piece, like the cut piece, around the bottom of your light. So then you can, when you go to hang it, it'd be like right up like that with the coat hanger. And the coat hanger just hangs there. I've used it before. Well, that's kind of trippy. Thing with soap and spotlight. Anyways, that's just my two cents. Right on, deep. All right, I got it. I gotta get going. Have a good night, guys. Take it off, Stone Root. Nice to see you, buddy. I am. Later, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Good one. Hop on, folks. Uh, come uh, join the conversation. I have Don't a question, to, guys. Uh, chop it up. Go for it, Charlie's farm. Yeah, how the hell do I get this background that I have? This this felt the background of you know my my room, my flower room. How the hell do I get rid of it? Uh, I go, go into your, the more. Go to more your setting. stop video thing. No, go to your stop. So go video to your video, thing. and go the arrow on the side of it. Exactly. That little like, pointy arrow. Uh, not stop video, but choose virtual background or yeah. choose video filter. And then basically unchoose video. that background. And then I have I have a where's the uh, the little arrow? Uh, you're on a phone, right so oh, I mean, it should still be on the bottom left, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should well, still bottom be. right. It says okay. more. Oh, okay. Listen to D. It says what D? More. You go to the words of three dots are where it says more. Yes. You go background and effects, and then you click yep. on, and then none. You can click yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. It's not coming off. I'll do the blur, and it'll blur it. I don't know if you guys can see that, but it's blurring it. Uh, your camera's off right now. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, guys. No worries. Um, Sorry. you should go. You might have to jump on and off again. I don't know if it locks it when you come in because phones are a little different. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But when you come in, it tells you do you want to have a virtual background, and you select your settings. That's how I normally do it. I see. So, yeah, I see. It just blurred it. I centered. I centered it. I think we should be good. Oh, here, I'll spotlight you again. I'll figure it out later, guys. I just thought Oh, no worries, dude. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, what was it going to say? Uh, trying to help. Yeah, maybe on my way in, I'll, I'll fix it next time. Probably, I wonder if Smash is right that it locked it, but I think you can just shut off the uh, background, basically, or whatever. You can figure it out. Yeah, uh, so what did you do, Smash? You moved it. Uh, actually, it looks level now. Whatever you did. Yeah, instead of making it all wonky, I just leveled it and uh -huh. moved it. I mean, if Wes has done it before, Wes has done a lot of stuff. And they were like, "Oh, don't do it this way." And he's I like, "Have yeah, so I'm, much I'm more right room now. <laughs> <laughs> I already do that. I'm like, so, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'll be great. able to pin this, <laughs> doing it and killing it." <laughs> I'll be able to pin this real close. Right. Um, I might have to buy another fan to put over there to blow over. To blow over the light? Yeah, just just to... Does it get hot? <laughs> it can. I mean, what... Uh, do you measure it? What, what does the temperature get to? Uh, I think the ambient temperature is like 120. Holy shit. Really? What on, the top of the, on the top of the light? Yeah, like 
Oh yeah, for sure. Twenty. Oh yeah, for sure. My LEDs are that hot. Really? This one's actually. I'll, I'll not grab that it. Bad I can right grab right a temperature gun and go get you Fahrenheit if you want. Well, I mean, I'm smoking crack. I don't know. Like my PLCs never get that hot. Hold on. Yeah, let me go. Actually, I don't have it anymore. I threw it away. Well, the top of my quantums get about a hundred and ten. Huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're warm. They move air. They they do their job. They'll see things move heat. It's an important thing for people to remember because uh, there was that whole wave of the watt equivalent and the this and that bullshit and it's fucking horseshit. Watts are watts are watts. Like the the, yeah. the light is producing some form of light and heat yeah. and some proportion of that basically. The better lights, the more efficient lights produce more of the energy in terms of light as opposed to heat. But I mean, basically they're all producing heat essentially in virtually equal measures basically by essentially just outputting light. So like you get a thousand watt light or 600 watt light, it's still outputting 600 watts of heat. Basically it's just outputting it either down or up or sideways or I don't even know somewhere else, or maybe it's being, you know, water cooled. Maybe it's being sucked away that way. But anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should smash put a fan over that light? That's why I do. Do you? Yeah. my, My quantum board, I have a fan blowing directly. Onto the board itself. Hmm. That's pretty That's good. What I, I do. See, I I don't know. Mine are see, mine are more open because I got I got fans on all my walls. Hmm. So I guess I got that option. But I hmm. like as long as they're receiving adequate ventilation, I I wouldn't worry about it That's, too much. Hmm. Yeah, that's the key ventilation. That's what I was gonna say. Like I would even kind of put the fan off to the side so it kind of blew air like around that and kind round, of circle yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or pulls away or away from it or something. Mm-hmm. Some of that. Yeah, that, that's what I do. I have a I have an under canopy fan and an over canopy fan. Mm-hmm. The over canopy, the under canopy fan, is uh what it call is oscillating, and that yeah. blows underneath it. Then the one above the canopy, um, is set off to the side to try to make it like a cyclone. You know, have the air moving around the tent, so it's set off to one side, but it's blowing down from the top. And it's like swirling the air above the canopy. That's cool. I like it. It's amazing how how much uh, we've refined gardening just in the last few years. You know, I'm just thinking about all the different, or I guess every time we talk about it, I think about all these different kind of discussions that used to be had like five, six years ago. I don't know, just how everything is slightly more advanced now. We don't even really realize it, you know? Like we used to talk about all kinds of stupid shit that we don't talk about now. Like every single conversation used to be flushing and how LEDs are crappy and watt equivalents and heat is not heat and I don't even know, 15 other stupid fucking things. We don't talk about this anymore. Talk about all kinds of different other stuff now. Kind of a trip. Well, to be to be honest, you know, 10 years ago, LEDs were crappy. Ten, at 10 years ago, almost every LED was garbage. That's right. Yeah. When was it? When... Uh, Fuck, at this point, my oldest LED is actually probably seven years old or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. I want to say around 2015, maybe 2016, LEDs huh. took, took that jump. That's about right. But you still had to pay pretty good money in the beginning, didn't you? It was yes, probably rare to get something that wasn't under like 1500 1800 They were like 1800 for a while, I think, for like 600 watt equivalent. And then PLC, that was one of the reasons why I got his. Like, uh, uh, it was the first one that was under a grand. It was actually well under a grand, mm-hmm. actually. And uh, that was a big deal. It was a good light, but it was under a grand. Yep. 
In fact, that was one of the first lights. Then a bunch of other ones came out, the timbers and stuff that were even a little bit cheaper, I want to say. Uh, those were the lights that were basically just about the same price as you could build the fucking thing by getting it, you know, getting the parts and stuff at rapid LED or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. I never ended up building a light. I kept thinking I was going to build a light, but I was like, it's like 50 bucks more and I get this fucking light. Basically, it's like water, water resistant and everything else. Uh, it has a warranty on and on and on. Um, it, granted, that company doesn't have the world's best. It has good customer service, but the customer service is ultra slow, basically. But uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know, I'm kind of thinking out loud. It's a trip how, how, how times change. Um, oh, they were t- I was at the grocery store just the other day. There's some indications that the freaking powers that be are trying to ban CMH lights again. So I don't know how true that is, but that was the rumor. That was the scuttlebutt. I don't know what the what the issue is, but apparently people want to ban CMH lights. I think they banned them in California. I can't swear to that. I think for commercial purposes, I think they're banned in California. Okay, we'll swear. Wow. Just wow. What's that? What's that? What I was the? What, I can't tell who's talking. Uh, what was That's the reason behind that? Why would, they, why would they do that? Uh, the CMH, I think it's, uh, uh, I actually don't know. I think it's an efficiency thing. The guy yeah. today was talking about something with dangerousness, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, I think, it's, uh, I think, I think uh, the law made it that everything had to go LED at the end of, uh, uh, at the end right. of last year. Yeah. Uh, there you go. And achieve certain energy efficiencies, and they probably don't achieve it. And that's the thing, CMH is—they are much more efficient than HPS, but they're not nearly as efficient now as the good LEDs. Like not even close. I think the best CMHs are at like 1.6 micromoles per joule, something like that. And the best oh, wow. uh, LEDs now are pushing pretty close to three, right. or even yeah. maybe more than that. I don't know. Smash. Do you happen to know? Yeah, like three. Uh, mine are like two point. Uh, mine are like two point. Six, I think. Oh, wow. So, what was the question? What are the most efficient uh, LED lights now by like allegedly 3 1? Oh, wow. wow. That's nearly double the the CMHs. Well, yeah, the best best I've seen paperwork, like honest paperwork from is 2.8, I think, was the best Uh paperwork I've seen outside of like a company claim that smashed them. Put whatever you want on a brochure, but lab tested was two point eight. There could be, there could be others out there. I'm, I'm looking at what's in my price, like in my price range. No, sub, yeah, sub, uh, sub thirteen hundred, under right. thirteen hundred dollars. But I lab tested with the lab results posted was I mean. Uh... You know, you should always pay attention to how much things cost. You know, like, how do I say this? Uh, I don't know what am I trying to say. Like, uh, nobody sees you driving your light, you know? So, like, if you're trying to impress chicks or whatever, nobody cares what, what kind of fucking light you have or something. So, like, you should get the cheapest light that works well for your, for your garden. I don't know. Is there a light that provides better service for more money? I don't know. People always talked about these different brands. Like, oh, they're super reliable. I'm like... I've literally never had a problem with my freaking LEDs. Like, I don't know. Like, is there a reason to spend more money than like twelve or thirteen hundred bucks? Is there even like, I don't know. I, just, I mean, it's an honest question. Like, is there some kind of benefit? Light doesn't make the grower. It just makes a a good grow better when you get up there with higher quality lights. 
Because that's the thing. I'm thinking like even the Spectrum Kings and shit, they, uh, they cost a pretty penny, but I want to say they're 12, 1300 bucks and they're fucking waterproof. You know, like you can put them in a bathtub. I mean, I don't know about a bathtub, but you can put them in a shower. Famously, the shows, they would just rain water on them for like the entire show. Um, so like, what could you possibly get for more than that? That's basically what I'm always thinking about those freaking, uh, the chilled LEDs. When they first came out, I was like, holy shit, those look sick. And then I yeah. finally just thought about it and I was like, dude, that light is literally twice the price of these other lights <laughs> that I can get. I mean, I can get two lights for the price of one fucking light. And so it's just like, and they've never come down in price really. So it's like, oh, whatever, you know? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in having the Mercedes of lights or some shit. Um, and T.O., if you don't want to go to like just random Alibaba and get your light, it says, may say 480 watts. It's not. It might be paid for you, but it's bullshit. It's not worth it going to like that kind of thing. Unless you know for sure. It's like a Toshiba or something like that. Right. I mean, I'm sure there are legit Alibaba sellers. Oh, there's uh, plenty. There's, there's there's plenty of good ones. You, you like need to know what you're shopping for, what you're buying. You need to be up on LED fucking. You need to be like up on all the latest LED fucking shit. You want to know exactly what diodes you want. You want to know exactly what fucking. Um... I want to start mixing spectrums. I don't know. It's just. I want to start playing with it. It's just me. I like doing stuff like that, little experiments and stuff. I'll never really know if it's going to do anything. But No, you will if you do side-by-sides and you keep notes. Well, yeah, that's true, if I actually do complete. But I want to grab a couple of 35K cobs. Uh, they're 120 bucks each. They're about 100 watts. And you can throw them up anywhere, you know? Like, I can put them around the, uh, around the 600. And it would help me fill out a spot. Or I could go get a CMH. I do like CMHs too. Like that's something I don't say a lot. But if I were to have to pick, if someone was like, you have to grow weed with a light bulb, I would pick CMH. They're nice lights. Uh, it's annoying though. Like LEDs, you don't have to replace the bulb. And so like right now I have to go replace my uh, CMHs. I have to spend a little bit of money on it. You know, it's kind of freaking infuriating. LEDs, you just keep freaking just don't you don't do anything really. I mean, you literally don't do anything. You don't even unplug the thing, you know. I mean, you literally don't do anything. You just keep growing fucking weed, basically. So that's a pretty good advantage with LEDs. I oh, and I, I've seen people order go on Alibaba, order because there's like a, a ten piece or your sound is rough, Charlie's. Minus. Go ahead, uh, he was trying to say something. We he was kind of cutting out. Go ahead, Smash. Oh, so I've seen people go on Alibaba that like, oh, you have to buy five pieces and you get a really good price. You get five lights or 10 lights. They ordered like five or 10 lights. They get a pallet shipped to their house mm. and they, they kill it over and over and over again. Mm. Uh, yeah, man, I, I have nothing but good luck. They just replace mine. it. I've had nothing but good luck with mine. I agree. It just says a bear just knocked over his trash can again. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably a bad thing. Uh, by the way, people don't feed fucking wild animals. I saw a video the other day. It was all cute and everything. But then I realized, oh, that's the last meal that that bear will ever eat, probably. Uh, there were some fuckers basically hanging out in a park. I don't remember where the park was. But there was this dumb little black bear, basically. And black bears are 
stupid little basically they're dogs that are way stronger than dogs and can like if they wanted to they could kill you in a split second but they're basically just dumb old dogs so they'll frequently walk up to a picnic or whatever and be like what do you fucking have and so these people basically were feeding this goddamn bear and it was all cute it was taking the food and stuff i'm like good job motherfucker like the the game warden is gonna have to go and shoot that fucking bear now so that's a dead bear basically so please folks don't fucking feed animals uh, even though it was like a cute video and stuff, it's like, Jesus Christ, it's a fucking dead bear now. Uh, what's going on folks? What's going on loyalty? What's going on? Uh, who else in here? I haven't said hello to, uh, I guess that's about it. Hop on folks. BS with us. Uh, you know, it's a spontaneous, friendly conversation. We don't have a guest on tonight. So you guys are welcome to just kind of, uh, come be BS with us. I am going to hop off early again, something around uh, like 10 o'clock. So folks a little bit over an hour or something like that. So you're welcome to hop on now. You're welcome to hop on uh, uh, later. If the guys want to cut the show early or whatever, we might do that. So make sure to uh, uh, let us know that you want the show to keep going by, you know, for example, interacting in the chat, hopping on here and uh, joining the panel, that kind of stuff. That's the way that we know that, uh, honestly, you want to have more show. Because otherwise, we're just like, man, we have shit to do ourselves, you know? Uh, what was I going to say? Um, Charlie's from you are going to say something earlier. We keep cutting you off, I feel like. Oh, you're muted, bud. Uh, still muted. Charlie, Charlie's fine. We can't hear you, bud. Don't know what's going on. He's having a time tonight. I know, man. What the fuck? Somebody's got a voodoo doll. I can't hear a word. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Charlie's farm is having a hard time. I hate it when the audio problems start and you're like frustrated. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think he said he's going to come back. Baby, come back. Right. You know what sucks? I have a whole nother like canvas for a five by five. And I I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm just going to end up building a room. I might, I don't know if I'm a. I was thinking maybe of building a room and then putting the five by five in the room for the veg so I can still have like a veg and flower, you know? That's cool. I don't have to get rid of it. I I like the five by five. It's a good little space. That's a real good idea. Yeah, I figure I can I was measuring it today. If I take the five by five and slide it over here, I would have, I don't know, about eight feet to work with for flowering. Maybe a little more once once I clean this out. Nice. Yeah, probably about eight feet to work for flowering. If I if I were to use the five by five, 
but then I could also just put a little wall up over there, put a, make it a little bedroom, a little skinny one instead of a cube, you know? That's fun. Oh, I got to bring this upstairs. How's that? It ain't better, guys? Way better. No, oh, thank you. And I got rid of the background. Yeah, yeah man. Nice. Scores. Yeah, man. What I was saying about the lights were, because I had my Hortelac shirt on, um, <laughs> you know, the diodes, that's the worst thing you're going to have to replace is the diode to do. If you're even down for that, you know what I mean? I know some lights like can be asked to do that, but, but Spartan was talking the other night. I think it was Garibu, on Garibu part, and uh, he was saying he's got a light now that, you know, obviously one of the biggest uh, luxuries is being able to, you know, get any light, special lights to any you know, the power that you want it. And uh, he was saying he has one now that literally goes down to the percentage digital, and it's not any you know, uh, off-market brand or anything like that. It's uh, it's one of the mainstream brands. I don't know if it was Spider, uh, Mars, uh, it could even be uh, Chilled or, you know, one of Miles' place. But um, he uh, it goes, he can actually see the percentage. As soon as he starts dialing, uh, turning that dial, he can go 99, 98, like literally and see the percentage. And he loves that. And that's one of the biggest things that I would, I look for in lights is being able to, you know, um, how well the you know is it dimmable, easy, easily accessible to dimmer? You know what I mean? You don't have to get a screwdriver in there or all or whatever the case. We can turn that little knob, take that little rubber gasket out, stuff like that. So, but to be able to do that and see a percentage, you know, some people are just so so OCD about it. They just and, I, and I'm I'm the same way. I would love to see exactly the percentage that I I have my light running at, even the ones that I run, even the even the quantum, the old the old ballast the quantum, they're new, but newer but um you know you go down 75 50 or 100 percent you know what i mean and uh you know but what exactly are you getting i mean I'm, i would love to know that because they're not all the same and they're not going to be consistent like that with quality control it's not going to happen that's a good point uh i i don't talk about this uh maybe enough too one of my absolute favorite things because <clears throat> you know a lot of us i think have leds now so it's like a thing we can talk about now. Uh, all grow lights basically are way too bright for your eyes. And I think a lot of people don't realize that your eyes don't have pain receptors and stuff. So you can basically like, this is a famous thing with kids. They'll stare at the sun and burn their fucking eyes because they, they don't actually realize that it's actually painful. Uh, your LED lights especially are super fucking bright. CMH, LED, HPS, double-ended HPS. By looking at those things, you're actually destroying your fucking eyes essentially. You need to cover them. If you have an HPS or something that you can't dim, you got to be careful. You got to either shade your eyes with like a hat or a freaking like a bill or whatever Absolutely. or some actual like UV protectant and like actual sunglasses, right? LEDs have a cheat code and this is something that I do every time I freaking walk in there. I basically like the first thing I do, I'm just reflexively because I, you know, I like to use tents as well. I basically open the tent and even without even looking, I basically stick my arm there and turn the light down. And then basically I open the freaking tent and that way I'm never looking at anything that's basically brighter than a little bit brighter than a desk lamp. I think it's like hundred Watts or something, you know, 50 Watts or whatever at the bottom setting. And, uh, the downside of my light is that there's no percentages. So I just kind of have to estimate and, you know, the human eye is kind of logarithmic, you know, sort of, right. if you know anything about photography, it's kind of logarithmic. So it doesn't really, doesn't really compute super well. But, uh, you know, just you get used to the feeling or whatever, what the percentage is or something. But how do I say this? I'm always talking about that for the garden, for like, you know, getting ready into flower or whatever. I'll adjust those, those you know, I'll, I'll, I'll ramp up the freaking power of the light. But I never really talk about this, that every time I, I go into the grow room, I turn the light down. So that no, I, I always try to. Hey, look, 
I got a tri. Uh, it's got three leaves at the same node. Nice. Show it again. Here, let me uh, spotlight it. Oh, that's cool. That is, mm -hmm. um, what is that one? Uh, Ambrosia de Mendo grass. Sweet. Yeah, I got to get them into bigger pots. Everything in here is... I need to take new pawns. I should have never taken them out and tried to replant them without recutting them. Mm. I think I... Well, yeah, I fucked them up when I tried... So I initially didn't have a tray and I was just standing the uh, rock, uh, not rock, well, the uh, root riot cubes up and watering them and they were drying out so fast. So I I finally found a tray and I, I took them out of the bottom of the uh, cubes and I put them in the top and put them in the tray and they just look unhappy. So we're going to wipe all those. We're going to take all of them and throw them out. And then I'm going to clean that tray really good because I didn't really clean it good. I'm going to take those pea plugs out, probably wash them or clean them and retake clones. Yeah, these are going in one gallons tomorrow. Um, I had, I've been leaving a cover on it, but our humidity is going up. So I figured I'll leave it off for the night. How long have they been in there? In those, uh, in those, shoes. those clones. Those clones? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A week? Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Next soil, right? If you wait, say it one more time. It's soil, right? No. So, this is soil. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. This is a seed. This is a seed, though. Oh, I see. It. Um, if you can see, there's a root. <laughs> How can I show this? Right, coming off like. Really oh, small. It's like almost touching the ground. I think I'm just gonna see if it hits. I might actually, but yeah, we'll put those in one gallons tomorrow. We'll let them come back. We can go downstairs. I'll take clones now that I have everything I need. Hopefully, I can keep them. I don't know. I've been having they a real look, bad look. They look all right. They look like they're gonna make it. They look like they're doing all right. Yeah, but they're not as healthy as I like. Hold on. Yeah, but you've only been in a week, you said, right? Yeah, give me another week. Guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Not seeing that new Yeah, about a week, I would say. Yeah, another week. You're in soil. It's going to take an extra days. They're in root riots. Yeah, but root riots in soil, right? No. Oh, my apologies. I thought. The root riots are just in a, a a root riot tray. I have straight cocoa. I'm going to take clones. I have straight cocoa. I have some soil. I'm just going to go oh. and when I cut off the clones or when I go trim up the bottom, about to take like 50. No, not 50, but we're going to take like 20 and a bunch of different methods. Okay. Which one they like? I don't know. Maybe maybe my humidity is too low. At, or I don't know. I don't know. Been having bad luck with it. Shouldn't, shouldn't be that. humidity. Shouldn't be a factor. I mean, I I, I use a uh, you know I've I've done a dome dome list. You know, I I sprayed them, let them dry off for days, and then spray them down again. So humidity. I, I had a dome, a dome on them. Have you been feeding them at all? No. 
Yeah, they need food. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sprayed them with overgrown. I mean, I'll take foliar. They can take a full, they can take a full right off the bat and cutting. Most of them, most strains can take a full, full load of food, doesn't matter. And they'll do perfectly fine, you know. Yeah, I'll move them all back. Or you can do straight water till they root, and then give them some food as soon as they start to root. That's normally how I do it, but I've just, I've been having, every clone I've been taking just hasn't been working for me. I don't know why. You ever have that, like, a period where you're just not having good luck? (laughs) Just not having good luck right now. You're muted, Phil. Yeah. It you can, can be a sign that, of right? uh, you doing something wrong. I've done that before, and then I realized, uh, I don't remember what I realized. Trying to figure out what I'm I realized I fucked something up. Yeah, like I ruined like a, a two ro- rounds of clo- clones one time, and I was like, the fuck did I just do? I've done, I've done water, I've done the peat plugs, and now I'm going to try just going into, you know, oh, the abs over here, hold on. Uh, you know these fucking things, the little two-inch ones? I'm going to fill them with dirt and i'm just gonna put the fucking clone right in the dirt and i'm gonna fill some of cocoa Try and put the clone right in the cocoa and see if it works it should if you keep the cocoa moist but yeah i like these uh i'm i'm gonna plant the seedlings are in these and i'm just gonna plant you these said right you, <coughs> you have tried rock wool or not i haven't <laughs> try that baby Google's always talking about that I thought about doing. I just like the the Jiffy peat pods are so fucking handy. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I got the coffees today. Uh, I can show the package. I guess. I mean, does anyone not know what I'm talking about? Like, you get them at the big box store. Like, uh, they're just little. They they expand in the water, so they're flat. Basically, they cost fucking nothing. They cost like two, three bucks or something, and they're basically just peat wrapped up in some muslin. And it's like dehydrated and flat. And you just toss them in some water. You can fit like 36 of them to a tray or something. And it costs you like $4 for all that many peat pods or less. I can't even remember. Uh, and then all you do is just cover the fucking thing. Let the clone them every couple oh, days. I did see something off, weird. I mean, just brainless, honestly. I, I just crack my beans right in those things. Yeah, there you go. Just straight in. Yep, yep. I wouldn't even uh, soak them. No paper towels. Just That's it. soak those things and pop them right in and whammo. Seven days, they popping right up. Dog, I did see something weird when I watered the top of the plugs. I seen like I don't know. I know I put aloe in there, but it was like something mixing with the water, like an oil Describe or something. It. Oh, like an oily sheen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like a white oily sheen. Maybe the. Well, the only thing I soap? Had I mean, like, out. how do I say this? Sometimes people ignore the simplest thing. Did you have soap on the uh, I container? Know. I'm going to retake them. I'm going to clean everything and retake them. Oh, that's the round that didn't work out. Uh, you could have you literally had something like I've done. I've fucked that up. I've literally done that before where I don't remember exactly what I did, but it was probably something like soap or dish soap. Like, basically, the container that I was pouring water in had, like, some kind of a contaminant. I don't remember how I figured it out, but I figured it out, and basically I fucked up. Yeah, I think it's something while, like that. So happens. I don't remember what I would. I, maybe tr- clones or seedlings. I fucking don't remember. But um, I don't know. There's a million things that you could have done to to ruin a clone. I, was, I mean, honestly, like sometimes clones don't go bad. But I mean, a whole tray of clones, West. Like, what do you think? Could, could osmotic be, like, pressure. Big, it's osmotic, osmotic pressure. pressure. Yeah. Are you okay? A couple things. 
are you spraying your clothes down a couple days before getting them ready? Like, huh. uh, are you moistening the plants down before, if you, before, uh, before you sting your clone? Uh, then, then uh, I take my clones uh, where, not where I want them. I take them a couple inches longer. And then I take, like, I cut them off the plant straight into water. And then I make my real cut under the water so that the osmotic pressure doesn't uh, doesn't get offset because I don't want an air bubble making its way up the stem and killing it. Yeah. That, I think that's the number one killer of my of my clothes. Yeah. Now, uh, well, I, just, closet, uh, I just had a hard time with nub- the... Uh, I don't know how so to describe this. Not nubbing, but like, like budding almost. Like, uh, What's the word for it? Callousing. I mean, the, the root or what? No, like the top of the plant, like, just shitty growth. Uh, well, it's just growing. Like it, it does. It just what doesn't. Can't think does. of the name of the. But what kind of growth it is? It's like I call it. It's like pre-budding or budding, almost like stressed out growth. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a sign of something. All right. I don't know what yet, but this one. Looks what's the good. light cycle that they're in? Do you know that the light cycle is not messed up somehow? Because sometimes people will do that. They'll take clones and they they will forget. I've done that before where I've forgotten okay. to switch the light cycle basically in the environment and then I accidentally started flowering something. So like you could have your clones under an accident. Like let's say you had just harvested an entire tent and then uh, basically, I don't know, I guess you're not reusing the pots or whatever. So long story short, you har- harvested an entire tent, cleaned it out, and basically you're, you're going to use that tent right now because you are out of space or whatever. You're going to use that for freaking clones. But you forgot to switch the timer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've done that for sure. Uh, Dell, have you done that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I think, uh, I mean, fuck, everybody's done that. Well, if they haven't, they're gonna. I think, uh, I think we used to call that the old school sex testing. Where you take <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Accidental <laughs> sex testing. <laughs> right. Well, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the Yeah, exactly. Good way to find the straggler males. That's right. Exactly. Look at the bright side. Then you got to spend like an extra five weeks flipping it back to fucking veg, but still, at least you know the, the I don't know, we're just trying to put a positive spin on it. Uh, what else could it be? I don't know. Smashed, uh, what else could it have been? Could it have been your water? Could it have been, uh, could it have been that you didn't clean the trays well enough? Well, then, I mean, that definitely could be it, but go ahead. The tray or, or I, I was letting water soak. Sorry, D. <laughs> Agnes, back it up with your temperature and humidity. I've been doming it. So temperatures are sitting at 70, like 5, 78, and high humidity. Like, what do you mean like? Uh, where Where is it? Is it stable at 75 all day, or does it change throughout the day? Or? Well, yeah. Well, no. When the lights go off, it drops down to like 70. But no lower than 70. Okay. So it's between 70 and 75, 78. That's yeah, probably, that's, that's um, beauty. That's probably fine, yeah. Yeah, that's um, beauty. Under LED, under what? LED. And you're hitting, what, 80 during the day or just shy of that? Say it one more time. You're hitting 80 during the day when the lights I get, are? I, I haven't really touched 80, but... It, just under like, that. Yeah, just under. Yeah, that's great. That sounds for premium. Trey's saying, and you know what? Looking at those, pick up those clones. Are they heavy or are they 
how do you describe it to somebody? Uh, so the way I describe basically when a, a plant is kind of ready to even living soil, living soil is heavier than, than basically anything else. Cause it's just, it's got literally like just so much shit in it. It's got literally worms fucking around. Oh, it's right. got poop oh, in it. It's got like worm poop. It's got rock dust, which is literally rocks ground ups. So they're fucking heavy as balls. Uh, but even living soil, when it's kind of properly moist, isn't that fucking heavy in a, in a cup. So when you pick it up, it doesn't feel like when I pick up water like this, it feels oddly heavy. Like I pick this up. Okay. The, the jar is glass, but it's liquid. So it's like, fuck that. Does, that shouldn't be that heavy. I mean, okay. Roll with me. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like you're like, what funeral? You, you never pick up water, but I mean, just kind of visualize like you forgot how much stuff weighs. If you were to pick up an iPhone, all right. It's like, you know, you know that it's kind of like metal and glass and shit. And you're like, all right, that, that weighs about what I thought it was going to weigh. But then when you pick up like a cup of coffee, you're like, oh shit, that's a little heavier than I thought it was. Because liquids are always super kind of fucking heavy. Like we're buoyant in liquid, basically. Uh, how do I say this? If you pick up a pot, even a big pot, small pot, teeny tiny little cup, it really doesn't matter what size it is. Visualize, does that weigh about what I thought it was going to weigh? And it, if it's lighter than what you thought it was, you're like, oh, wow, that's light. Your fucking pot is dry. If it's heavy, like it's like, oh, shit, I didn't think it was that heavy. Then it's like that cup of water. Like go grab like a freaking Pepsi or whatever. And you're like, oh, shit, that's maybe a little bit heavier than I thought it would be compared to a can of Pringles or something, right? Or a, even a couple of apples. You know, like a couple of apples feel like they're going to be fucking heavy, but they're not as heavy as a glass of water, basically, which is just fucking just water. It seems like it should be lighter somehow, but it's not. It's heavy. I probably sound like a fucking babbling, like a crazy person, but I think this is actually serious. Like I've thought about this a bunch of different times, like uh, liquids make things heavier. And so when you pick up a pot and it feels kind of heavy, it's waterlogged. When it feels about right, it's not waterlogged. It's kind of good to go. It's right in that sort of optimum range with living soil. It's going to be a little heavier, but it's still going to be basically just, Oh, okay. That's about right. So I guess when you pick up clones you can kind of, you can squish them. You can see if the water is like moist. If there's like, like when you squish the, the like peat plug or whatever, and like actual water kind of squeezes out, you're too much. When it's like a sponge, that's too much. But if you kind of squish it and it's like, it's, you can feel that it's moist and whatever. And it's, and the thing kind of squeezes back, you're good to go. If it's, if you squeeze it and it's hard and it's dry, obviously you have to fucking water the thing. Um, I'll stop babbling. I don't know. Does any of that fucking make sense? No, I know Martin what you're saying. Like Pringles, so they're, they're on, they're in peat plugs. They're not okay. in the soil. And are they, like I said, are they heavy? Or are they light? No. Are, they, are they waterlogged? Because actually when I was looking, I'm like, why are they kind of drooping? Because they were, they were really like drooping. And clones normally, they're not, I mean, they haven't been around I for that know. long before they root usually, right? When they're healthy. So they've only been around for a couple of weeks. So honestly, for a couple of weeks, usually you still have pretty good prayer and stuff. If I know. From, that was another question. Do you, uh, before, I realize I just uh, uh, switched subjects completely. I guess you can answer the second question, the first question, whichever question you want. Do you water your plants before you cut your clones? Like basically like the night before, do you make sure the plants are nice and hydrated basically before, I guess I, instead of asking you a leading question, that's what I do. I always make sure to water the, the plants. And if I forgot, I I'll actually wait to take clones until the next day. I'll basically water first. And then the next day, basically when the clones have, or when the plants have, you know, sucked up all that water, I'll basically take nice, fresh clones there yeah. that are filled with water. And when I cut them, 
they're dripping water so that I can basically, and like Wes was talking about, I don't want any fucking air embolisms in those plants. So I take that, that clone that's already dripping sap and I throw it directly into some water so that it won't ever basically suck up a, a, a water bubble or something. And then when I do take the clone, I basically cut like one node up basically. So I make sure there's literally no chance of an air bubble. Uh, yeah. I think I'm just gonna yeah. clean everything. But Smash, do, do you do that kind of thing? Or do you water the plants? Yeah, I try to. Okay. I, I try to water before I say clones. I think I'm gonna just reset it. For sure, but uh, you know, it's it's nice to figure out. Yeah. Like I like to go through a process of elimination. Ooh, that's like, the only I, thing I I'm see always different saying, is like, that sheen on the water. There could be a hundred different things that it could have been smashed, and then so you, you you basically have to just kind of rack your brain. You might solve a problem. I do this all the time. I'll solve a problem from three years ago. Like oh, there would be something that I just I couldn't fucking figure out, but then I'll learn. Hey, what's up, Val? I'll learn something, or I'll figure something out. Somebody in the fucking chat will say something. I'll connect the dots. Well, I'll be like, fuck, that's what you it was. You kind of did it. Pardon? Uh, I'm thinking you kind of did it. I did clean it. I don't know. I did clean the tray before I, I like rinsed it out with soap and stuff. Hmm. I I let it dry out, I thought. Hmm. But like seeing seeing what I seen on the top of the water, like when I watered them, I'm like really going down towards like I probably had soap in it still or something. I mean, even still, like there's there's there i mean shit i put literal soap in my in my water sometimes soap too. shouldn't it's be like, too bad like shouldn't be, be too bad, bad for play it could yeah, be exactly. like depending what type of soap it is i suppose it. but if it if it's just like a dish detergent or whatever i don't think it'd do anything to the Antibacterial. so that's the question a lot a lot of a lot of guys will spray uh will spray dawn on their plants as a fucking yeah like a I yeah. use antibacterial. It was antibacterial soap. So that uh, doing soap is antibacterial. Just so you know, it's just a marketing. This happens. Mm. It, well, yeah, it's all antibacterial. So. Mm. That's a good point. Actually, uh, so What do you think, Charlie's? I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Smash clones? No, I mean, you know, soap. Like Wes was saying, it shouldn't really hurt them. I mean, high, even though you're not, you know, they don't recommend that you put any kind of enzymes. I mean, hygrazine. All that is the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical soap. And uh, you know they don't recommend it putting it in, in, in clones or giving it to clones fresh cuttings. But um, uh, you know I, I, I just don't see that to be a, a huge factor, especially with all of his clones having the same problem. Right. You know yeah. um, the watering thing. I, I try I try to water them. I mean I'm taking them dry obviously, but only is. But I mean most of the time I try to give them a nice watering, make sure they're at their best before I take clones always. So you know over the years, obviously that hasn't happened either intermittent sometimes but um yeah i mean um you know his environment seems right on i mean um spray him spray him down a couple times a day i mean um you know oh, give him a, i don't give spray him i stop spraying him i actually stop spraying my, like yeah you don't want I, to be soaking i dome him i dome him i don't see there needs to be necessity yeah. of spraying yeah i mean I so always, the dome is it um do you see like a little bit of content? So let's say uh, yeah. the first couple of days. That I you're, clean it every day. So how does it go? Tell us about, let's say, how long does it normally take for you? Like what a successful run. Uh, uh, the last time you did the exact same method that you're doing right now. So this fail, this failing method, you used to do this successfully, right? Like you've had successful runs with that exact method. Yeah. What Describe a successful cloning, like from day one to day seven, like day one, you put the clones in there, put the dome on there, and then couldn't you see, for example, do you spray the dome 
or do you spray the no. plants and the dome? Or I, just I have do- water. Like I make sure they have enough water and then I just dome them. And by the next day, they should have condensation on the side. Okay. I'll take the dome off. I clean it. I'll dome it for like seven days and then I stop dome. I stop using the dome. So you take it. Okay, wait, you jumped a step. So you take the dome off in the morning and you clean the dome and then you put the dome back? Yeah. And you do that every day for seven days? Yeah. How do you clean the dome? I just wipe it down with a towel. Do you reuse the towel or is it like a fresh no. towel? It's like I don't a paper need towel? Yeah. yeah and yeah, then uh, for seven days, do you leave the, I don't know if you have, not every dome has the little opening no, things. I do don't. you open them or, okay. I leave it. basically I, take it I off for like a half hour like, or something? Okay, I leave it like I have, that I have a little open on the bottom. I, I, maybe, maybe this is it. Obviously, you know, I'm guessing from afar, but um, the fact that you're going from a dome where most of the time you're going to have 100% humidity, you take that dome off and with our dry weather that we've had, especially the winter dry air that we have, you're dropping that rapidly. That plant all of a sudden going down at 28, 30% humidity from 100%. Even if you have it off just for a few, many crop ahead of the I should be able to survive, I figured. Yeah, they could survive, but they, they, you might be stressing them some strains. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying this is it. I'm That's the saying, thing. We can't say for sure, but it's plausible. Yeah. You know? Many Cropper had the exact problem. He, he had a guy that kept take, taking the domes off for some reason or whatever, or when they took them out of the corner of the domes, they were going into shock with such dry air. This was just at his last place that he was you know, trying to fix again those six twenty light rooms we had. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I should, but that was the problem he was having. So. I actually was thinking about drilling or building one of the little like openings on the top of my dome so I can just start slowly getting them used to like ambient. You don't have vents? You don't have the vents? No, I just bought oh, I, yeah. I don't have vents. It's just a it's a clear Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. no, you should venting is always good. But so like, like I, was, I said, I leave it open. Like I, I put things on the corner so it's like this high. So it's like, so there is air exchange a little bit, but there's like above it is where all the humidity stays. I keep a fan going in there just to move air around. But I do like on all four corners of this dome, I I put like that high. Sure. So it's just, Carol, maybe, you, maybe you're of... handling them too much. You could be overworking them. I yep. mean, a fan, you don't need a fan necessarily. Um, no. You don't need holes necessarily because you don't necessarily always have to vent. Um, like I said, I used to tape them shut and I wouldn't even look at them. For I've heard of that. Years. I've heard of people literally like strand yeah. wrap and stuff. Yeah. 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 You know, um, so um, you just don't want to, you know, you want to be able to check them so that you can't, you know, you don't want them to get obviously any kind of you know, mold, algae, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you want to be able to at least see how the leaves are doing, et cetera. And, um, you know, um, you know, you know, you want them to, <clears throat> you know, what I do, what I do now anyway with the easy corner is I, I don't, I don't dome them. In fact, they stopped giving domes with easy corners like two years ago, um, because they saw that it was completely in water, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean the tops are getting any humidity whatsoever. Um, so, um, you know, uh, to get any, but I spray them down, let them dry. You don't think that thing's helping it though? I think I have. That's why I always thought about an easy corner. I was like, I thought it would help with humidity because it's evaporating. No, 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 no. Those plugs, no. It's pretty airtight. You might get some residuals coming out of the side, you know, the the top. Okay. 
I was going to use neck cups. That's always no. the thing I see. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's not, you know, just, and this is, you know, completely from afar, but it's, it almost sounds like you're, you're giving them too much attention. They don't want to mm. just leave them alone. They're, they're already shocked out of their mind. They don't need to go from 100%. And then I'm just talking out loud here. I don't know what the problem But, you know, going from 100% humidity or 80% and then dropping quickly down to 20 or 30%. That's, that's a, that's that's, a plausible that's what theory. I, yeah, a couple that's, people that's, in the chat are confirming it too. Uh, to yeah. is basically my house, but my house ambient temperature. I mean, well, humidity is around like fifty, so it shouldn't drop it too low. I thought oh, ambient temperature. Wait, no, ambient temperature, ambient, and ambient humidity. humidity, ambient humidity. Well, fifty is actually a little bit low for clothes, and so if you were yeah. to uh, open that thing, it may already be a little bit of a shock. But he's he, uh, uh, Charlie's is not wrong. Like you've got the furnace down there, so it's probably actually lower than that. No, it's nowhere near the furnace. It's oh, up it's here near the furnace. I mean, again, hey. spitballing it. I honestly I still, think see, I would. I would still look. Oh yeah, and I Charlie's didn't tell farm, you what I did. Even if that's not it, by the way, I would still tighten that up because I think Charlie's is not wrong. I think the, so, the, the process is weak. Go ahead. I need to make. A, I told you I want to make the the, the vent on the top. So, so I did, I did take the clone. So I had the, originally I had the root rides upside down and I made a new hole. Right. Stuck them and had them just kind of sitting on like by themselves, like, up. Gotcha. and I found my tray and stuff. I cleaned it. Oh, oh shit. I cleaned it really quick and I put them in there and I took them out, flipped the cube and put them back in. Yeah, you cut out. Do you take a nail or something, or an awl, and, and cut them off? No, you're not. You're not losing on or damaging the the uh, the nice cut that you have, razor sharp cut that you have. Hey, that's yeah, a yeah, right there. What are you making the actual cut with? Are you making it with like I, I a super sharp razor blade, or you made a good scissors? you made a good point too, Shumi. Is um, you know, especially with uh, uh, riot rooters, whatever the hell they're called. You know, you want you don't want them to be saturated the whole time. You mm. want them to be damp. You want them to dry back a little bit. Boy, you don't want them completely soaking wet sometimes if you're going to dome them and then seal them up because that they don't want to sit in that soaked cube. Yeah, you're like, exactly right, Willie. Completely exactly soaked. Right. Yeah. Completely soaked. You don't yeah. want, you want it to be, you want your medium to be moist, not wet, not dry. Right. You right. want, it, and like literally, the closer you walk that line to, just, just keep it moist and, and not dry. <laughs> the faster it will root, actually. That's why, like, yeah. a lot of people will get that green allergy on the top of their clones because they keep it really wet. I don't like keeping it that wet. I'm more, you guys know I like drybacks, but not with clones as much. I don't like fully letting them get yeah, dry you wouldn't water. water with, you wouldn't I want water back way clone. before they I should. mean, you want the, you want the clones really actually to them. reach for the water because basically otherwise they really don't have a, a reason to create a root anyway. So how do I say this? Like, sometimes if the, the if uh, if the clones were happy and healthy enough, basically, if they came from a nice, like, living soil, they themselves would have, like, uh, 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 what is it, the, the fucking, um, I cannot imagine, I can't think of words lately the last couple of days. Uh, they'll have, basically, interstitial fucking microbes. And long story short, they'll be healthy enough that they'll create their own little microbial community. Uh, how do I say it? Like, they'll chill out, basically. I've noticed this. If you If you have, like, healthy, happy clones, they'll chill out in a slightly overly wet, 
a, a, a like a, a peat plug or whatever for a fucking couple of weeks, and they'll be happy. They'll be just like, yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to make roots, man. I'm just sucking water. I'm just chilling out. I'm just doing my thing. So you actually need to let the root rot, the root plugs actually dry out a little bit so that the plants actually do reach for uh, the roots. But that's in like day six, day seven, something like that when they're about to pop the freaking roots. I think that's about what I was trying to say. I'm a little bit high from that last joint. Um, that I, I agree with that. I put them in uh, when they go in. I, I probably saturate the cubes pretty good, and then let them dry out over that first right. week, and then uh, and then just just moisten them, just keep them a little bit moist. Don't go so, too crazy with water after that. Yeah. How the hell does VT Grower get all those weird characters? He's doing the well, okay. The question mark minute warning. Um. Yeah, we got people that jumped on. By the way, cheers, Val. What's going on? Fancy ball, you're muted. It's still muted. We try. Yeah, we got our little octopus over here. Nice. Uh, You can't not. You can't not quote Sean Connery. Uh, What's going on, Val? Welcome. Just normal, you know, building little empire thing, stirred up trouble. Sweet. You know, coloring. No. Daily stuff. The Empire Strikes Back, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves them. That's right. Uh, well, I mean, you build one Death Destroyer. And people call you Destroyer of Death or something. That wasn't very funny. I've been Kenny, called, what's good? Yeah. I've been yeah. called that before. Have you? Yes, yeah, I've been called the Death Star. The Death Star. Mm-hmm. Was, that yeah. an, was that a compliment or an insult, do you think? I don't know. I have not a clue. Someone will have to tell me later. I just kind of took it as what it was. I thought it was funny at the time. Fair enough. Gotcha. Uh, what's going on, uh, Kenny? What's the good word? Cheers, guys. Uh, Cheers. No, I'm just at work, man. Chilling. Figure out man. I'll hop on. Welcome, yeah. dude. Nice to hear. Nice to hear from you, buddy. Uh, what's the... What was I going to say? Uh, I was going to say, what's the good word? But it could be, uh, is, is, well, the bird is the word, right, Kenny? Bird is the word. Bird is the word. Uh, bird. We're happy to report that weed still hasn't killed Kenny, right? Nope. Yeah. He's been trying. trying He's been trying the, hard. Uh, real He's been trying hard. real hard to get that weed killed. Doesn't work. Like, no, it does not fucking work, right? It does not work. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to hop on here. Uh, in a couple of minutes, actually, we're going to have a nice little nighting. So make sure you're active in the chat, because if you're not active in the chat, I may not be able to find your fucking name. I have to scroll way, way, way back up. But we have a nice little list here of a few of our regulars that uh, we should have already knighted, frankly. So we're going to have a nice little nighting here in a minute, a minute and a half or two minutes, whatever it is. Go for a smash. I'm actually having computer problems for the first time ever. You actually have a uh, an accessory monitor. You have like an extra monitor, don't you? I do, I love it. But I got it today. I paid thirty bucks for it. Twenty-seven Holy inch, shit. yeah, twenty-seven inch uh, AUG AOC uh, AUG. I don't know, but however they say it, um, they're pretty good monitor. But when I got it, so I was trying to change the settings and the OS, the something settings menu is locked. And I can't figure out how to unlock it. It says OSD's locked. Huh. It seems like it's an easy fix, but I think I'm going to end up having to like call the company and be like, can you help me? Because <laughs> everything I mean, on you know Google... What? Honestly, when you call the company, they are going to Google it. 
Everything on Google don't realize that. that. <laughs> tech support always just Googles it. So you could just do the same thing. It didn't work. That's why, like, I, I tried literally everything I could find. Uh, improve the search terms because I, I can almost guarantee because you're on PC so there's like another 100,000 people that had your same problem when you have you Mac know, issues there's like five other people that. that had your stupid problem I called yeah, the survey I could says, survey hotline and I was like yeah I'm having some problems with my receiver so I'm like yeah, I, li- <laughs> I literally hear them Google again and I'm like seriously He's like, See, I could do that myself like fuck Quick it says hold the button for ten- so hold on, here's everybody it's not Cheers, everyone. Cheers. It's not like a, a real yeah. button. You know, like touch screen buttons. It's like a, not like a physical button. It's like you just press it, but there's no button. It's just like touch hmm. sensing. So it's one of those buttons. And they says hold it for 10 seconds. I hold it. Oh. It won't. It didn't unlock. And then it says turn it off and hold it. So I did that. This is why it was 35 bucks. This might literally be why it was 30 bucks. <laughs> but the thing is, it works. Like, I just can't change the brightness right now. Well, there you go. Then you're just, you're just stuck under that. Yeah, it's just this setting, whatever this setting is, but there should be gamer mode and stuff. Mm. Um, and it doesn't seem like there's a, a way to like, it's not like a program lock, you know, like mm. uh, if you steal like a PC or Apple, it locks it down. It's not like that. Mm. It's just like, so when you set your settings and you don't want them to get fucked with, you can lock it on this monitor. I got to figure out how to go in here and unlock it. That makes <laughs> sense. I think- CTC is actually saying, Smash, did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? I did. Works. <laughs> I did. Did you also try? I he also looked, actually says smack it a bit. Did you try? He works at the IT department it? for sure. He's like of, head uh, of an IT. Good evening, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, Christophe. <laughs> I love that. I love that expression. Percussive maintenance. Uh, it sounds so fancy. <laughs> elegant <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> Beat it with a fucking hammer. See what happens. Uh, yeah, that's nice, what's we used to call that understanding. <laughs> Sorry, Dell. Go ahead. I uh, said so we used to call that understanding stick. <laughs> the understanding stick. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Bonjour, Christophe. Uh, comment ça va, mon ami? Ah, je, fumidor. Uh, good evening, my friends. Uh, non, ça va oh, pas. Right. Connection. Uh, coupure. Coupé de fil. No freaking uh, connection. Dang it. Ouais, uh, vas-y. Uh, ils ont, ils ont yeah. coupé le fil. Mm-hmm. Ils ont coupé, coupé le fil. Ils sont fous coupé. en France. Ouais, ils ont coupé le fil. Euh, comment je pourrais t'expliquer, mon ami That's too fucking fast. I don't know. Uh, I understand. Uh, uh, street, la rue, street. street. Oh, they cut it at the uh, root. Oh, that fucking sucks. No, yeah, that happens. La rue, street, coupure. I got you. La rue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet was cut on the street. Yeah. So uh, he's probably on his phone right now. Ouais. Dommage, Christophe. Uh, uh, soon, my friend. I'm sure that. Ouais, c'est comme ça, quoi. Yeah, man. Um, voilà. What else is new, ladies and gentlemen? What else is new? Uh, Meeting. Uh, what's that, D? Meeting time. Nighting time, ladies and gentlemen. Night, Thank yeah. you, D, for reminding me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hold in my hands a uh, freaking, it's not actually an Arthurian sword or whatever, but we'll pretend it's actually an African spearhead. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, where's the list here? I should scroll up. Uh, blah, blah, blah. 
these following folks, uh, hopefully they're still in the chat right now because otherwise we'll be able to find their names. Uh, hopefully you guys could actually say something, like say hello, actually, so that that makes it easier for me to find your names. Uh, Organic Soul Gardens, Disbanded, Get Up Gal, Ganja Lion, uh, Rancho, Costa Plenty, Chronic Wonders, uh, did I already say? No, I haven't said her name. Green Goddess, I think her name is actually 420 Green Goddess, now that I think about it. Yeah. Loyalty Organics, uh, was that it? I think that was it. Boys and girls, uh, kneel virtually. You don't actually have to kneel. It's just kind of the nights yeah, around table kind of thing. But kneel virtually. And uh, let me uh, not cut anyone's fucking ear off. Oh, there we go. A couple times we've, we've managed to cut people's ears off. We didn't do it this time. Ladies and gentlemen, arise, knights of the chronic table. Thou shalt now be uh, freaking admins and shit. That's it. Da -da -da -da. With great power comes great responsibility. Don't accidentally butt ban too many people. Uh, what else? <laughs> no, no, no. That's about it. Pretty much. Do you ever zoom in on like a picture of you and you're like, oh shit, a hair? <laughs> yeah, pretty I much. Did one of my there. favorite pictures, and I still have it on my website because I'm just like, oh, you fucking As deserve it, Fumador. One of my favorite pictures of Morgana, when you zoom in there, there's a spider mite. So, I mean, what are you fucking going to do? It's just, that's growing, man. <laughs> I was looking at, I have a picture on the big screen and then like right in this little corner, there's a fungus gnat. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that before for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Only one, but he's right there and he's like, you can see him on like on the leaf. Are you blue, Hellman? Yeah. man? What's that? Are you blue? Am I blue? Uh, window. You were asking that earlier. Are you missing it? Oh, it's from yesterday. Anyone remember that song? That was like a skating song when I went up. Blue is house in the blue little window. Uh, all right. Who else is in here? I'm trying to make sure that everybody that was uh, knighted is actually getting knighted. Uh, Rancho Costa Plenty. I can't find his. Is he still in here? Loyal, uh, loyalty organics there's been actually a few butt bandings on it well are people like put their phone in their pocket for a minute oh, okay. <laughs> oh he's already moderator nice right on rancho is a moderator yep. all of a sudden so yeah folks uh sometimes you you won't be paying attention your phone will be unlocked or whatever and you're watching literally you put in your butt like that's why we call it a butt banding you put it in your pocket or something and accidentally ban like five people so we call it a butt banning and unfortunately like youtube changed the rules so sometimes we can't unban people so like i mean we we, ha we we can but we have to be like wait like five minutes or whatever so thou shalt try not to butt ban please all right, Ganja Lion is a is a moderator. Who else am I missing? Green Goddess. Green Goddess might be missing. That oh, might be, there we go. Green Goddess is Green Goddess a moderator? Nope, she's only a moderator. Well, I'm fucking missing somebody. I got loyalty. Green Goddess. Chronic Wonders. Chronic Wonders has not been knighted. Knighted. Where is he? Chronic Wonders. Calling Chronic Wonders. Are you still there? Just scrolling up to find your. There is Chronic Wonders. Okay, I found you. And moderator, boom, get up. I didn't get get up, gal. Where is get up, gal? Get up, gal. If you're listening, say something. Um, don't you get sad when like this is the my favorite plant out of the last harvest and it's down to like oh, this yeah. much of a jar? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, on the bright hand or on the the better hand, like how much fucking enjoyment did you get? 
you know? There's a weed I don't like smoking. It gets me paranoid. Does it? One of your weeds? I've had yeah. that before. I've yeah, had I'm ones that this. make my teeth feel all weird. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's fucking, it, it feels like someone's like rearranging your teeth. Like a little bit of that is okay, but like when it's like literally like someone yanking on your teeth, you're like, no, thank you. Like, yeah, no dentistry, a whole, please. A pile <laughs> of weed right here that I have. I don't really like smoking. Huh, smoke that's it. funny. What is it about it, it that you don't like? It just gets me uh, like, I have ADHD and it makes it worse. Huh? Yeah, you wouldn't want that. Yeah, sure. I understand that. That's that's crazy. I mean, uh, like, well, it's good for a daytime weed, though, for sure. Thirteen uh, weeker. Mr. Yeah. Scott was saying that being an admin sounds like too much responsibility in his current state of mind. <laughs> like, right? I can't be. I can't be counted on not to butt ban somebody. Are you serious? That's funny. Anyway, cheers, ladies and gentlemen. My blueberry fuel does that. Gives you a good anxiety attack. Does it? That's and great. it just mellows right out. So it's like, yeah, like, it's, it keeps me motivated in here sometimes. I don't want to do a damn thing. I'll take a couple of hits. And five, ten minutes later, it takes a minute to hit you. Hit you on the back end. And it's like, oh, man, I feel guilty sitting here. I've got to get some work done. I don't. I, I can't just sit here and waste time. It's one of those. Get you thinking. I love that. I'm ready to flip the flower. So as soon as I take those clones out and stuff, I'm going into flower. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fungus snacks, I got one right on my face right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have them here usually because I give them a huge dry back. But now that the uh, warm weather's starting to come in, I'll get a couple here and there. There it is. Little bastard. Uh, got ya. Got ya. Sorry. <laughs> I have uh, a fungus gnat named Barry. He's been around for like a week. <laughs> You talk and, to Barry. Yeah, he hangs out with me. He sits nice. on the fan and goes back and forth. Nice. <laughs> I'll take I'll take fungus nets any day right now because I'm dealing with a really bad case of mosquitoes right outside my door. Oh fuck, dude! Mosquitoes. I was gonna be like, wait a minute, you better not say spider mites. Right. No, no, I'm dealing with freaking. I just I like I got home from work and you know, I I, I had the video turned off and I whatever, but. I went into the, I went and changed clothes and oh my God, I am covered head to toe in mosquitoes. Like, oh my God. like, and you know, have you ever had the mosquito bites where you didn't know it didn't start itching until after you looked at it? <laughs> I don't know what, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm all right. And I looked down and said, that looks like a mosquito. Oh my God. Now it's itching. <laughs> man, you know what happened to me today? I was, I was out of work. And uh, fucking, I feel something drop on me, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And I grab it, and it's a fucking giant tick. Now we don't get ticks, we don't get the Lyme disease ticks up this far north. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "What the fuck is this thing?" So I Google it, and fucking sure as shit, it's fucking Lyme disease tick. Yeah. And I'm like, "How does fucking it's a, it's still snow on the ground up here, right?" So I'm like, mm-hmm. "How the fuck is this?" And it's full grown. I'm like, "How's this thing even moving?" I'm like, "None of our insects are moving yet." They come back on fucking snow cobras and drop off at the migratory birds. They fall and he fell off of a migratory bird, man. Gross. Wow. That's like, so a lot of our, a lot of life comes over like either birds or uh, the packaging. Like, dude, that's how, that's how uh, lake fish are stocked. 
be like it's fucking the craziest goddamn thing like uh, birds will catch a fish from a different lake like downhill uh yeah. basically fly up basically back to their bebes pretty much back to their freaking nest drop the fish they'll accidentally drop it in a fucking lake and the fish is like well shit i'm alive again and then yeah. after there's two fish they have babies and you have fucking fish in the lake is yeah. that a trip yeah. literally like, fish google, got so dropped awesome. by fucking birds <laughs> you ever google want something to look up um the animals that have traveled from china to here through the ocean yeah oh, Another another good one is uh, what do you call it? Because um, you know, warming, you know, call it what you want, just natural warming. A lot of like the insects from like the deep south are migrating north because it's getting warmer and warmer and warmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing. Oh man, on this show we don't yeah. fucking this, sugarcoat it. We don't we don't entertain the flat earth. We don't entertain the fucking nonsense. We don't entertain horse shit. So. Global warming is a real fucking thing. You can call it a lot of different things. You can call it climate change. You can call it anything you want. Whatever. It doesn't really matter what fucking verbiage you want to, but it's a real thing, and it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna pound us. There was a UN report today that it's like fucking now or never, pretty much before we uh, yeah. have problems. They're talking yeah, about well, yeah, now increasingly that carbon sequestration is no longer not an, like it's no longer one of the many options. It will be required. Basically, there's so much carbon that's already been produced yeah. that they will require. They gave it all the They want to go nuclear. They want to go. They will. All right. So they're looking for a stable way to make nuclear. So you know how our nuclear systems can have meltdowns as of right now like no they can't actually that's that's a pretty that's a pretty uh very uh, that's that's uh misconception the 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 uh, nuclear plants that actually have had meltdowns were very older designs much much older designs including yeah, Fukushima and so on like, the newer designs basically cannot melt down like essentially people don't really understand like all you have to do is kind of remove the freaking rods and stuff and you can even just flood the whole thing with water like this like basically the, the reactors are not dangerous basically in their current forms there's so many safeguards and stuff that you basically cannot we're have. still looking for a like we're actually, I was watching a documentary on this the other day. They're up in Alberta, Canada, looking for a Soviet satellite from the Cold War because it was nuclear powered, stable nuclear powered. So if it crashed or or something hit it, it it's a hundred percent stable. It never blew up. Well, that's well, even again, like that's nuclear submarines and stuff, don't blow up if they get bunched, bumped into or something. At least yeah. the U.S. Yeah. ones, you know, the Russian ones, as we know. Even the Russian one back would, in the. Uh, the 80s didn't when it sunk mm. yeah that's true yeah, they just well, yeah oh the fucking dude they didn't even it wasn't even the 80s the curse they've sank like this is we should have known that the russians were this incompetent because their submarines right. literally fall like just like they sink yeah so like yeah. the Kursk and a couple other ones apparently there's been some secret ones that apparently you know people whispered and hush hush but like their their submarines just fall out of the water basically yeah. jesus fucking christ wow. and did you hear but, about that new report about um you know the astronomers giving the warning about you know, especially with uh, SpaceX, with the uh, satellites, pollution, satellite pollution in the sky. And mm-hmm. how, uh, I forget how many they're up there now. I, I, I saw the report last night and read about it. And then, uh, but SpaceX is, is uh, like in a month, put up 5,000 satellites. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they plan over the next, the next year is like 43,000. Yeah, they, one, they fly up. Yeah, they, they say they're ruining the night sky. Yeah. 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 Just that's one of my favorite mind. things. This this the sheer amount of trash that we put up in space and over the past like sixty years is astronomical. Yeah, people are pissed at about it because like photographers and stuff can see it. Yep. So, at, uh, Charlie, in, uh, 
Elon's one of the only people that has a rocket that can land itself and, and be reused right now. So he's reusing it and he's sending up at least 50 satellites at a time. Um, and then there's and and there's just flights constantly. That's one, that's one company. Day after countries, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, you're right. No man. one's he, putting he, up as many as Tesla. Right no, now. nobody is. He's number one. Absolutely. That's why they spotlighted him is because he's the one who. And it's not. Know, and they, go ahead, Charlie. So if no, anyone no, wants ahead, to please. watch something cool, the way I'm just saying it's not just the satellites. It's um, just the sheer amount of just trash. Like if you, yeah. if you look at um, just the space shuttles and everything else like that, those um, they just leave a lot of trash just floating around space. So it's, it's just when crazy. I was a, when I was a kid, it was Sputnik. And then, it, you know, once in a while you'd see, uh, you know, John, John Glenn, if you caught it on a clear night at the right time, you know, mm -hmm. that was it. That was it. So when I hear, you know, the numbers that they're talking now, I look familiar with the trash is just dumbfounding. It's it, it, beguiling. Like, well, okay, we've already we've already ruined our planet. Now we're gonna ruin even more. Stuff, you know, uh, exacerbate the problem in space. You know, in our atmosphere. Just sorry, talk about fools. Yeah. Well. So this is. Back in the Cold War days, uh, Cosmos five or nine five four debris field, and this is up near West Alberta, Canada. They're searching for it right now because it has some nuclear secrets that the we don't know what. Well, we don't know actually, but we think it has some nuclear secrets. Hmm. We've only lost one. That was the Trident back in nineteen sixty two, or three, I believe it was, and that's when we had uh, the gentleman. And uh, created and invented the uh, the sub they actually in the design or, or at least the, the base of design that he's still using this today to go down, you know, into the um, you know the uh, in the Pacific there. Yeah, what's that called? The uh, the you know, American French. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. Yep, it's the only one that can go down. Yeah. Crazy. So the Gigafactory in Texas is actually fighting against right now. Sea turtles, of all things. Um, I'll, I'll Google it. I should be able to just type Elon against. Yeah, Fumi's right. There's a lot of misinformation about nuclear, nuclear power plants, and everything. Everybody listens. Everybody listens to um, Hollywood. A lot of the stuff is dramatized for bullshit reasons to sell tickets. Most of it's not even true. Um, yeah, nuclear is one of the only feasible ways of doing it, I think. It's, it's a point. very controversial subject. Like the nation of Germany is completely anti-nuclear now, whereas the nation of France is completely pro-nuclear. It's really interesting. It's one of the, honestly, it's one of the cleanest power sources yeah. we have. Outside, now, if you want to talk about solar and stuff like that, yeah, that's great. But if you talk about trying to power like a small city, like right now... It's one of the safest, if done correctly. Yeah. The biggest one in the world is over in Ukraine. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, look at, because it's so clean. Yeah. If you look at, uh, let's talk about Fukushima. Everybody wants to talk about like how, like, oh my God, it almost melted down. But damn, how many, how many buildings do you know you'd be hit by an earthquake and a tsunami 
and all the thing, all the chain of events that happened to that plant, and it still did not melt down. It almost yeah, Japan is amazing when it comes to their engineering. I mean, we right. need to copy them for the earthquakes. California, some of those designs I, I, I've seen over you know, last year with the engineers coming up with over there, literally mm-hmm. putting buildings on shock absorbers. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just amazing some of the yeah. techniques I the think, designs are coming up with. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I think like the process of making fusion oh, that's... is where it, it, it's like uh, I don't know. I, I was watching like this documentary was pretty good. The one I was just showing about the. I mean, basically, um, you're just boiling water. That's all you're doing is you're taking those those rods, and they stay hot. They they are so hot and stay hot for so long that they just boil and boil water, just like having a fire underneath that pot, just yep. like an old. That's, that's all that's they're all doing is creating steam, and that's how yep. they're just turning the turbine. That's, that's all. all it that's is. all the nuclear reactor is is a giant steam engine. That's, that's all it is. All I actually, most, actually, most, if not all, I'm not going to say all, but most um, commercial power plants are just one giant steam engine. Yeah. The biggest scare we had was, I'll never forget Three Mile Island. I mean, we were really scared back then. What was that, 77? Yeah, and I mean a panic, man. We didn't know if any of that water got into the river right there, because you got, what is it, Three, uh, Tri-River or whatever they call it, Pennsylvania. But, uh, yeah, that was a real scare. You know, but that's the closest that we've come. And and a little bit of radioactivity did did get released. You know, mm-hmm. I don't ever think that even with, um, you know, um, some of the other accidents that have happened, you know, they don't, they don't want to panic. There's a reason why sometimes they don't. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm not, obviously, it's not, not right. Uh, um, but, you know, they don't tell the public everything at first because the, the last thing they want to do is create a mass panic, you know. and Governments do look at sacrificing sometimes the few for the many. It's just part of the policy. We live in a modern society, literally over, you know, almost coming on 2 billion people on this planet, you know. And uh, yeah, just like ants do, ants will sacrifice themselves to cross a river. A bunch of them will just line up and die and drown, but they, they create a bridge, the rest of that colony to get over that bridge. Look at the African black, uh, black ant, I think it is. Uh, mm. I forget, but... Uh, the book that was written about it, actually, which Alex Neston actually started the movie. I had to read it in school. I can't remember. It was very good. junior high school. But anyway, yeah, governments in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the macro, they're looking at saving the many. You know? mm-hmm. And they don't want to do it. Most good countries don't care. Like, dictators don't give a shit. You know, authoritarians don't give a shit, obviously, what's happening. You know, but that's it's a different story. But, but you know what I mean? They, they will They'll sacrifice the few for to, to save the population of the country and, and, and procreate. So we have a country in a thousand years, hopefully. That's if this planet's even going. Indeed. I mean, the, the, there's a lot of different uh, indications that we're apparently on the road to making the, uh, that was the UN report that we're basically on the road to making the, the world uninhabitable, right. essentially. And they gave an ultimatum. People. They, that was the headline. The scientists have given the UN an ultimatum. Basically, if you don't do this, we've already passed certain lines, certain mm-hmm. lines in the sand. But if we keep progressing, we were going at the speed that we're going. That's the thing is the speed that we're going. Yeah, yeah. Never had anything. No, they said like, the, the Arctic what? and Antarctic were both above 70 yeah. degrees yeah. at the same time. The That's fuck? crazy. The coldest place on the planet at the coldest time of the year was as warm as Miami at night. That's just crazy. Yep. 
I mean, I, 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 I not being conspiratorial. Yeah. I, I, you know, so I read a whole gamut of things, and, I, and I'm not trying to be conspiratorial when I say this. What governments do, it's just a fact. It's just a fact of life. It's what we've always done. It's human nature to do it, mm. and it's you know, it's where you know a lot of people think that you know. I don't know. I'm baked. I'm babbling. Sorry, guys. Bye. No, it's all right, man. Uh, Robert Greenfinger is talking about ancient uh, nuclear power plants. There was a, I think it's happened a few times. There were some natural nuclear power plants that burned for a few million years, and they were just like uh, uh, deposits of, I want to say, like uranium and a few other things that basically just, I guess, uh, I don't even remember. We'd have to look this up, honestly. To um, if you, I guess, Canada up near Alberta is one of the most naturally rich radiative uh, uh, radioactive places like they said searching for a radioactive satellite there's like searching for like really like a needle in a haystack because they're getting hits on so many different planes of random like metals and shit that are radioactive afghanistan too has one of the biggest yeah a lot of the uh anything that was associated with the uh oil wells uh tends to pull up radiation from deep down is it because they go down so far I don't know what it is. They just pull up uh, radioactive isotopes from down at that depth. I don't know what it is. Here it is. I mean, I stayed up, up on it only because we had, they just closed the Plymouth nuclear power plant down in Plymouth, Mass. It was a huge place, obviously. And we have Seabrook that's right, right north of us, you know, less than 100 miles away. And, uh, but Plymouth was the worst in the country. And at one point, I think it was probably in the world or something, on the globe, maybe. But I, it was so bad. I mean, it cracks everywhere on the friggin', on the uh, where the cooling chamber or whatever, and uh, uh, stuff like that. It was like really bad. So like finally, after five, you know, it took forever to close it. But they they did eventually. I think two or three years ago, finally closed it down. Maybe a little bit. It's like a Damn, heavy water has a fat ass. I grew yeah, up. Like I grew up with my yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, my parents' friends growing up. Like I, we sat one time and had to make these origami um, swans, and it, the more and it was for anti-nuclear stuff back in the early seventies and late sixties when I was, you know, nuclear power was really starting, really got the steam and they were building left and right. And uh, but yeah, I mean, they were they were all into that PPP stuff. <laughs> I got taught really early about nuclear power. <laughs> lectures i used to get while i was thinking making these origami things oh i hated it i couldn't go play i was pissed. <laughs> uh so by the way i'm <clears throat> showing for anyone who's listening in <clears throat> me for coughing in your ear looking on wikipedia natural nuclear fission reactor there's a picture here of the geological situation a situation, bro, in Gabon, uh, leading to nat- natural nuclear uh, fission reactions. Uh, a fossil natural nuclear fission reactor is a uranium deposit where self-sustaining nuclear chain reactions have occurred. This can be examined by analysis of isotope ratios, both of uh, uranium and of the stable daughter nuclides of fission products. Conditions under which a natural nuclear reactor could exist had been predicted in 1956 by a guy named Paul Kazuo Kuroda. The phenomenon was discovered in 1972 in Oklo, Gabon. I believe that's in Africa. Yes, it's in uh, Gabonese Republic. It's a country on the west coast of Central Africa, located on the equator. Da, 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 da. Uh, actually, one of the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, most uh, stable, most, I think, I think, hold on, I don't want to misspeak right here. 
Yep. I, oh, I'm not going to actually hold on. Bantu tribes, blah, blah, blah. I think that's one of those places. Yeah, I think uh, Gabon is one of those places people are always like, oh, Africa's so poor. No, actually, there's plenty of places where things are quite uh, good. Here, GDP, 17.2 billion. What is it? Uh, uh, fuck, why can't I find? All right, whenever you're looking for something, you can't find it on purpose. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. So, Oklo is the only known location for this in the world, and it consists of 16 sites with patches of centimeter-sized ore layers. Here, self-sustaining nuclear fission reactors are thought to have taken place approximately 1.7 billion years ago and ran for a few hundred thousand years, averaging probably less than 100 kilowatts of thermal power during that time. But it still trips me out, and there's, there's theorized to have been a bunch more, but it's just you know, difficult to find them. Anyway. I thought that was fucking cool. I've heard about that. I don't know if you guys think it's cool too. Um, one problem, one kind of cool. terrifying problem with uh, nuclear reactors is that you have to find a place for the the spent fuel, basically, or the waste. And the thing is that you have to keep that waste safe for so many years that it's longer than civilization has already been around. Shoot it a lot of at the just... sun. Pardon? Shoot throw it at the sun. sun? Yeah. Has anyone sun. ever just thought about eating it at the sun? Yes. Doing what? Say it again. Just Wes is joking. Uh, I mean, you know, people have actually suggested doing this. I guess there are some complications to this because you can lose the satellites or whatever else, or just you know, fuck up and you know, not know what you're doing. But you could basically dispose of any waste by just throwing it into the sun. Pretty much, it's going to burn up like a, you know, yeah. just like, yeah. no, <laughs> <it's> just like, <laughs> like Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't even have to throw it straight, right? You just got to throw it in the general direction, and the gravitational pull and pull it in as it closes. The problem with that idea is all it takes is one fuck up and you just irradiate the upper atmosphere. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one one fuck up, just once. And yeah, rockets uh, fuck up all the time. Rockets close. rockets break, rockets just don't launch, all kinds of stuff. So not a guarantee. Imagine, imagine if you have a payload of like five tons of radioactive waste that just mm-hmm. broke up in your upper atmosphere. Right. That'd be pretty bad. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why nobody's done it. Believe me when I tell you, people have thought about it. Mm. But yeah, it's that whole getting it up in the space problem. Yeah, and it's uh. Have you ever thought about just using a gigantic trebuchet and just like? (laughs) Actually, (laughs) funny thing is, have you ever thought about getting He-Man to just fucking? (laughs) Actually, believe it or not, people have talked about um, and have done made nuclear diamonds. That's something that. If you look it up, that's already been done where they put it under pressure so much it actually turns the radioactive waste into a diamond. And then they found out that that nuclear diamond can be used as a battery. Interesting. Because it, it constantly throws out a, um, a very low voltage. It's like, I think it's, uh, I don't quote me, I'm too fucking high and sleepy right now. But it's a very low voltage. And they thought that they were thinking that if they can purify it and they can perfect a technology, they can actually have a battery that lasts over a thousand years. Diamonds are forever. Nuclear diamond batteries by Travis Lanham from April 20th, 2017. This was uh, somebody's coursework at Mm -hmm. uh, sophomore or something or other at Stanford in 2017. 
So the introduction, an oft-criticized characteristic of nuclear energy is the waste generated in the fission process that remains radioactive for tens of thousands of years after use. However, the radioactive decay of this waste does not have to be seen as toxic and can instead be viewed as a source of long-lasting potential energy to be captured. Batteries made from carbon nuclear waste compressed into diamonds offer a way to convert waste products. I don't know why I'm reading so funny. Uh, convert waste products from fission graphite reactors to durable batteries that can provide charge for thousands of years. These small batteries could be embedded in devices that require a low voltage energy source but cannot be easily accessed like pacemakers and space probe components. Fucking, that's fucking badass. Like a little nuclear diamond for a space, like for Voyager. Mm -hmm. They said that Voyager is basically pretty much out of power, right? It's got like a little nuclear reactor and I think it's only got enough power to power like a calculator at this point. So they've shut Mm -hmm. down like system after system after system. Imagine if it had like a little space diamond that could last 4,000 years. What is this? So he continues. Research into small nuclear batteries fabricated from radioactive material began in the 70s when beta voltaic devices were fabricated to power pacemakers. The first commercially produced device was the beta cell, which used the radioisotope PM147 and had a lifetime of 10 years. Functionally, the concept of nuclear battery is similar to that which underlies radioisotope electric generators, which are used for space probes and rovers. The battery generates a change through direct energy conversion, which relies on a semiconductor diode and radioisotope source. This produces a voltage, much like how a solar cell does, as seen in figure one over here. Let's click on that. Mm-hmm. Reflection layer, blah, blah, blah. Fancy, fancy. Uh, well, let's, let's continue here. The theoretical process. One of the largest nuclear waste products by volume is radio, radioactive carbon 14, which is produced by irradiation of graphite blocks used in graphite moderated reactors, literally like stiff, stick in the graphite basically in there, right? The graphite acts as a new neutron moderator that slows fast moving neutrons produced at the fission process to maintain the stability of the reactor. The radioactive C14 could theoretically be extracted and compressed into radioactive diamonds. These diamonds would then be encased in a regular non-radioactive diamond to provide shielding. The theoretical C14 diamond battery would have a lower energy density than chemical-based batteries like the lithium-ion batteries that power laptops and phones and the alkaline batteries like AA batteries that are found in calculators and other small uh, electronics. Typical AA battery stores 13,000 joules and is exhausted after about 24 hours, while a C14 diamond battery would produce 15 joules per day, so very, 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 very much less, but have a half-life of almost 6,000 fucking years. Wow. That's a trip and a half right there. So again, you don't want it for, you know, for your fucking power drill or whatever. You're definitely not going to use that, but if you need, like, literally, like, ET phone home shit for 6,000 years. You got it. That's a trip. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right on. Yeah. It's like the, uh, it reminds me, you know, the, the first Enterprise on Star Trek, you know, it's like, the, the, get the so much life. crystals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it reminds me of, man. Yeah. Right, man. It's so cool. Fuck are we getting hit by spam? What the shit? We used to get the freaking Russian spam. Has anyone noticed how the Russian spam completely fell off because the Russian troll bots don't get paid anymore? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous thing, man. The internet is so much nicer the last like couple of weeks now. Well, they're fucking Ukraine completely, but in a couple of uh, companies I didn't that even systems realize that. shut down too or something. What's that, uh, Charlie's Farm? 
<clears throat> I heard a couple of uh, companies that, you know, run systems in Russia for like Google and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like the backbone, they even got out. They yeah. shut down. Yeah. And a lot of people are pulling out. Okay. Yeah. Even oh, a couple yeah. people that were going to stay in, like, uh, That's important. what's that French auto company? Um, oh, uh, Fiat. What about like, oh, Renault. 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 They had, like, yeah. they co-owned a factory base in Russia, <clears throat> and they weren't going to pull out, but everyone was like, are you fucking what? So they yeah. Dude, a lot of people are losing a lot of money because of that. I was thinking yeah. about that today. I was like, so this one shit basket, fucking Putin. He's now, yeah. there's a million, I heard today, and the, the reason why I had that thought specifically was that I heard that there are a million Ukrainian children in Poland now as refugees, yeah. and they're all basically yeah. a million. And mind you that the country of Poland has, I think, 39 million people. So right. now one out of 40 people in Poland is a Ukrainian okay. child refugee. Yeah. That's some fucking bonkers shit right there. Yeah, Where do you um, put a million children all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. So, it's a shift in population I, and culture. <sighs> and they're all the only reason why they're there is because one cocksucker wanted to take yeah. some land. Thankfully, they have similar cultures, you know, or mm -hmm. more rel more more similar than we would ever be. Obviously, <clears throat> a history that we could couldn't even understand the atrocities that freaking Hitler did in Ukraine. Are you kidding mm. me? Oh my God, horrifying things that he did. Oh, now that, dude, the Russians are doing the same shit. Yeah, I know. And some oh. of those people are survivors from Hitler. When yeah. they were kids, they survived yeah. Hitler. And now they've got uh, Zelensky one. himself, he's a Jew. His yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. father and grandfather and I think his father's uh, brothers all served in in World War Two. So that I was I can't yeah. remember what the whole story was, but basically, like, oh, I think uh, Zelensky is uh, the son of the only surviving brother of four brothers who all Jewish guys. By the way, they're all Jewish. Fucking uh, uh, the whole family's yeah. Jewish. So Putin is talking about how he's denazifying Ukraine yeah. with a fucking Jewish leader. Anyway, uh, so Zelensky himself is the only, he's the son of the only surviving brother of four brothers that uh, fought in World War II. So three of them died. Zelensky's dad survived and had uh, him, and now he's president. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually, one of my favorite YouTube channels went to the border of Ukraine and Poland and they they did a fundraiser and stuff, and they got almost a quarter million dollars. Oh, wow. If anyone wants to watch it, it's Yes Theory. Um, they're really cool people. They do as much as they, they they help a lot of people. They're about following your dreams and stuff. Like their whole like channel idea: seek discomfort, meaning like. And I, I like this motto, and, and I kind of that's kind of how it found me because I think like you only learn when you are actually in like uncomfortable situation like you have to be a little bit uncomfortable to learn and, and and get into new situations and stuff you have to be okay with that absolutely and have fun too like shit you might not want to jump out of that plane or bungee jump but it could be the we'll time learn more. we'll learn more from our failures than we ever will from our successes right that's this human nature i mean that's how we learn most mm -hmm. of the time is from our mm -hmm. mistakes so that's, that's why what I'm always talking about. You know, if you're not making mistakes in your garden, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Just in life in general, man. I mean, it's just that yeah, everything carries over to the garden and, and vice versa. I mean, I live to grow and I grow to live. Mm -hmm. You know, that's basically, you know, the way it's always been. But um yeah, see now you guys got me stoned, but I haven't gotten stoned in two days. So, so that's the way they say an intelligent man learns from others' mistakes. Right. So he doesn't make that. That's all. Um, Sorry. Sorry. So my 
I thought about it, and like I have a a fan at the top. Um, right now, I I just have it actually pulling air away from the top of the light. That should do the same as pushing air away from it, right? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to the question. Is pulling air the same as pushing air? Like not really. Like, no. Uh, functionally, no. no. So uh, better to pull it, pull it than push it. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm doing it right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, some people push the air for specific reasons. I've heard that positive sure. pressure keeps bugs out in certain circumstances. I do like positive once in a while. I'll flip it. I actually use positive pressure when I'm using my basement as a long room because I'll put the dehumidifier there and then I use that intake as the intake to the garden. Another example, uh, I don't do this, but you could, you absolutely could, uh, if you wanted to make sure that a certain element or a certain environment does not get pollinated, if you have, let's say, pollen spreading around, or let's say, for example, you had uh, pollen uh, uh, breeding rooms, you could have them have positive pressure so that they internally would blow out whatever basically wants to get in. So essentially, like any pollen that would want to infiltrate wouldn't be able to because there's positive pressure coming yeah. from inside the tent but that would necessitate that the air itself is filtered and then pushed into the tent and then basically yeah, pushed out somehow yeah yeah you would have to at least filter it with a ha- uh, well pollen how big is pollen i don't even carbon just a carbon filter is probably falling out. i think carbon uh, filters are like... less restrictive than a hepa filter though pardon have you seen the chambers that ninja does ninja, he... ninja does that but he pulls them through uh you know super fine ac filters from room to right. room yeah, I yep. think those are more like they'll make your fans and your stuff last longer because they flow better than the carbon filters. Yeah, um, they just don't they don't filter the smell. It's, there's no odors that it gets. Yeah, there's just no odor protection. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. But I mean, shit, I don't even use filters. Teach their own. You don't always have to. Noob is saying he pushes and pulls. And by the way, if uh, folks, if you don't know Noob, if you don't follow him, you absolutely should because Noob is excellent. I got intakes. Noob. Uh, that's the joke. It's basically false advertising. His name is false advertising. So Noob says he pushes and pulls six inch outtake and a four inch intake. Interesting. So, all right. Like my I mean, it depends upon right. what you're pulling and pushing through, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we we drafts and your dead air might be. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you gotta you gotta calculate this. It's not like you just be like, oh yeah, I can. But on the average, like I'm just thinking in my grow, basically, is I, I pull it because it's got a bunch of angles to go through. So I um, I got heat coming in from the outside. I have a heater on the outside of the tent piped in to the tent to get it where I want it to be. Um, at night time, like obviously, it runs way more at night than it does during the day, but it's on a little sensor. So I do have a big that pumps in air to the tent right now. And then I have a four inch and a eight inch fan pulling out of the tent. Then I have a oscillating fan inside the tent. And then I have one more fan like hung from a chain that kicks on when the humidity is too high. I think the more fans, the better. To a degree, uh, I've actually started to use less fans. To be honest, I used to use a lot more. I used to have fans blowing actively on the canopy and stuff, and, and blowing through my veg and this and that. And these days, I just kind of make sure that air circulates. I make sure that there's like a, a movement in veg, and then basically like 
good solid movement constantly through the 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 like just through the environment pretty much. I've even gotten rid of pretty much all my oscillating fans. Now that I think about really? it, really why any oscillating fans anymore? One by one, they stopped working basically, and then I realized like, oh, you know, that's something that could burn out totally. And yeah. so I was like, nah, you know, just I basically direct my air and just let their air be airflow. I also heard a few people talk about. Um, at some kind of weed shows, I heard a few people talk about how the uh, the whole stock strengthening thing was kind of a misunderstanding, basically, and that okay, I'm 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 sort of on the fence here, so don't don't take don't take to the bank what I'm about to say. But basically, what I'd heard and got me kind of doubting my my whole uh, uh, system was that the uh, the reason why you needed that compensating kind of stock strengthening was because you essentially your soil mix was lacking a couple of, and now, of course, now the best part is I'm forgetting what it was. Silica? It might have been silica, but I think it was actually a, a, a calcium and something else, just a couple no. of basic nutrients that weren't available at the time. They were, I think it was basically unavailable calcium, to be perfectly honest. And then basically people would compensate. They wouldn't realize they were doing this, but essentially they were kind of inducing the plants to compensate for this by using the, the airflow. I'm kind of fucking this up, to be honest. I haven't thought about this for All a right, while. I'm dry off. We oh, have my idea. <laughs> so if you ever notice if there's not enough airflow and like two leaves are sitting on top of each other, if you take... That's different. Yeah. They're kind of sweating over each other. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of why I like having just like a constant little mood, like just the leaves kind of fluttering you. a little bit. You know, you. I don't mind. Like, I don't have it. I mean, that yeah. too, I'm not bashful in the slightest about defoliation. Like, uh, yeah. oh, I'm uh, I just get right crazy. in there. I mean, uh, the Charlie's farm knows what I'm talking about. Like yeah. people see you doing it and they think you're fucking killing the plants or something, but you're actually really gentle when you know what you're doing. You just yeah, fucking, like, go in there. I don't use scissors or anything. I just go in there and pop, 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 pop. I fucking take a bushel of, of, uh, fan leaves right out basically in a second. Yeah. And I just, I have yeah. no compunctions. Especially in veg. That's how I regulate my growth. Yep. I take the fan leaves off and I'll pinch every Every leaf that has even the slightest start of a stem, the very mm. top, and then I'll let them fill out. But that's how you get penetration. You get a push, you push. That's how these things have been done right behind me. Mm. So, <coughs> excuse me. I let them dry back a couple of times a little bit too too much. So a few of them did get shocked, but they're bouncing right back, obviously. But, but they definitely got shocked. And that's why sometimes you'll see, not the garlic press, but some of my blueberry shield, you'll have this, this single stalk come up straight line and then all of a sudden you'll see that push about 18 inches off the ground because they got shot. so i would say right now each apple one apple fritter is bigger than the other because the other was in a little five gallon fabric pot and the one was in a seven gallon so the seven gallon inherently got a little bit bigger um but now since i've been scogging it out i almost have i want to say half of like almost a quarter of like i don't know how to say this it's a little more than a quarter of the tent filled up with the apple fritter almost half like i almost have only this much space in front to do my auto flowers and that's almost being covered by how how big the apple fritters are i kind of went aggressively big on these on for some reason i don't know it's good it's, it's, it's kind of I, I I had to keep. No, I mean, around. don't apologize. Like the whole point of growing fucking weed is to have flour. I mean, you can have a lot of yeah. flour. Just thinking much. What happened was I. Well, there's reasons behind everyone's madness, you know. And like, I had to keep it up here for a while. I topped it. You guys know I don't like topping my plants. I'd rather low stress train it. But 
yeah, I had to top it because it was in this little tent in a three gallon for like three months, three and a half months. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I put it downstairs, it will, it blew up. Hmm. By the way, Lee B. Alone is our doctor. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Dr. Lee B. Am I not getting the fucking joke? Dr. Lee B. Alone. Dr. Lee B. Alone. Before that's you what put I figured. Yeah, doctor, like, leave me alone. Just, bro, oh, leave okay. me alone. Anyway, I think that's correct. Hopefully I'm not fucking it up. It says, what would happen if I crossed that auto or the auto? Maybe I didn't uh, get the first part of the question. Um, It'll be so if you I take an auto and a photo, you normally get, like, you want to say around 50-50, but it's never really like that. You'll usually get, like, 40% auto flowers, maybe 30% auto flowers. Mm. You're going to have to hunt through them. Mm. <laughs> um. From what I've been, what from what I've been researching, to get a a stable auto C, you look into a lease F five F six. I've heard, I've heard a little bit sooner, but okay. I'm yeah. like stable, like stable, like mm-hmm. where you can like bank ninety nine point nine nine percent of the C. Short and low That's what I'm. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've never done it, but that's what I've researched. F5, F6. Yeah, you're starting to see really good, like, lines that, like, like you're saying, four, five, six, honestly, like, is where you start seeing good, like, genetics with auto flowers. You get a stable plant. Um, I don't know what my auto flowers are right now, but they're pretty nice. Um, they look pretty equal. They're growing pretty equal. One was a helmet head, so it is a little bit behind the other two. But it, it's not really that much slower. It is a little bit smaller, but it's all right. Now is a good time for me to segue, ladies and gentlemen. So I just, uh, maybe 20 minutes ago, uploaded the newest uh, uh, Chronic Table podcast. That's actually with the uh, episode with Jinx Proof. I think I called it Jinx, Jinx Proof and the Factory of Flavors. Jinx Proof, I think, was a great guest. A super fun guy. Um, we're going to have him on here again. I think he had a good time. So he's like, yeah, invite me back, bro. Uh, so we're going to have him back. Jinx Proof was the shit. Uh, go listen to it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, there were plenty of nuggets of uh, fun stories and stuff. It's fun to hear him uh talk about like he really made it his own way like he didn't have some big fucking i don't even know he didn't have some big funder or something behind him like the dude just basically fucking hustled so it's really he and his wife basically hustled their business it's really a trip to to see it if you've ever if you've never he met him you should he's really get his glass blowing his glass blowing is awesome i yeah. love when he posts those little his tattoo is awesome he goes live yeah it's sick i had the pleasure to meet him at the boston rally i think it was you know 18 19 whatever it was but you know i told you guys before ninja went I went to meet Ninja and, and uh, take everybody out and um, afterwards. And I got the he piggybacked off them off their booth, you know, and uh, had a great day. Oh. I mean, it was like so busy. They didn't have time to eat. And I'm talking like so busy his booth was. One of the busiest ones. And we had, you know, obviously Swerve was right across the way, literally right across the little uh, the park right there, 20 feet away from us. Not as busy as Jenks. He had, and I'm not downing anybody. Dark Horse was there. Nothing like the the line that Jinx had. And I mean it. And the, and oh, the yeah, time they took lines. with each customer, the, the time he took, Miss Rose and him, which with each customer, you know, explaining, taking just taking their time and just being, you know, but but hustling at the same time. Like they were talking so fast sometimes to like three different people. I mean, they were amazing. 
That's yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're remember, they're going to pay for their tickets. They're going to pay for oh, the yeah. booth. They're going to pay for the hotel. They're going to pay for the food. They're going to pay. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the booths people, are crazy expensive. Yeah. People have no idea. Like, yeah, uh, the rally, they, and the shows are all different too. So sometimes the rallies, you did, the bucks, sometimes rally. they're like fucking $20,000 for right, some of the booths. Right. The high well, times cups and stuff. Yeah. Actually, that's a good segue. It used rally. to be cheap at Boston, at the Boston, like super cheap. Like it was like 500, 750 and a thousand. Yeah. Now it's a couple of thousand. Yeah. It's up to five grand, I think. One of them was seventy five hundred. One of them. Um, so that's a good segue. If uh, that's, I'll be there this year. Um, so will Steelbird and a couple other people from Discord will be hanging out at the Freedom Rallies. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna bring a table. We're gonna do like a smoke up, secret smokes, seed swap type thing. That's so cool. let me know if you're in town for the Freedom Rally. It's really fun. Chill. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. let me take this opportunity to uh, do my infomercial for the evening. I'm about to uh, take off. Got a fuckload of work to do. Uh, I'm going to hand it off if they want to. If they don't want to, we can cut the show. But if they want to uh, hand it off, I'll be happy to hand it off to Smash. Or if someone else wants to take it, if Smash doesn't want to take it, you can take it for a little bit. That's fine. Right on. Right Sounds on. good. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, hop on and uh, uh, shoot the bull with uh, uh, the folks here. We haven't even said hello to, to Bud here. I'm, I'm going to say hello to Bud here in a second. Let me just finish this for, uh, here, Bud. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, take a look at my website. If you were not aware that I have one, uh, please let me uh, uh, make you aware now. That's a freaking terrible way to say it. But anyway, uh, you can type chronictable.com if, if uh, uh, you prefer to remember that, because of course this show is Chronic Table. Uh, chronictable.com will redirect you to fumidoro.com, basically, F U M I D O R.com. Sorry, F U M I D O R O.com. Don't fuck up your own goddamn website. Uh, fumesofgold.com also, that'll work too, ladies and gentlemen. You can and, uh, click the bean scene right here. See how that button goes. Click on the bean scene, ladies and gentlemen, or you can click on the shopping page right here at the top. Our package deals. Uh, Smash and I were just talking about the Smash and Grab. I'm sorry, guys. I've been fucking swamped. I have not had a chance to put the Smash and Grab up yet, but uh, uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. I'm going to get it up there here in a second. I need to put a bunch of photos on here and stuff. Just uh, honestly been swamped. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, take a look at the Morgana. I was talking about her earlier in the show. Take a look at Lime River Rose. Lots and lots of lime in that phenotype. Uh, Smash and I were talking about uh, uh, lime yesterday. Like, if you guys are looking for lime, you're going to find it, especially if you're looking for uh, really a pleasant uh, uh, high. I was smoking the kaffir lime yesterday, and I was like, fuck it. Oh, I got fucking ripped. I was like, oh, I forgot how strong that is. The, the Lime River Rose doesn't hit you like a hammer, quite like the kaffir lime a little bit, because the ruby jack kind of makes her a little more comfortable conversational and goofy but there's still a little bit of what the fuck was i talking about anyway if you really want to what the fuck was i talking about that's the one right there ladies and gentlemen 1001 nights uh gonna be working this line quite a bit more in the future i was talking about that earlier in the show or at the beginning of the show uh my friend's ruby jack basically that i distilled a couple times on the dad's side back to the mom and uh pulled out lots and lots of grapefruit horseradish grapefruit a few sweet grapefruits which is nice uh, uh, uh like citrus chewing gum uh, a couple of different interesting phenotypes. Broadly very similar, but the the the, the flavors are a little bit different. I've been told the same thing with uh, Black Prince Ruby now, and I can tell you from experience too that there's a really a lot of stability in the Black Prince Ruby, but you will get some uh, variety in the flavors, a little bit of variety in the colors, but morphologically very, very, very similar. Some are a little more stretchy, some are a little bit less stretchy, so going to be working that line as well uh, uh, to my friends, finding some... Uh, I think some gems, honestly. But uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you will see soon, I hope. 
every 10 pack, uh, in fact, every five pack as well, but especially every 10 pack comes with a freebie of Silago the Bat. Ladies and gentlemen, Silago the Bat is only available actually as a freebie. As you can see, it's sold out right there. It's a Bedrock Boogie Number no. 1 by Rubyjack F2, and that Bedrock uh, Boogie Number no. 1 was this plant right here. Speaking of actually, Smash was talking about uh, fungus gnats or whatever. One of these pictures has right, right there. There's like just a full-on fungus gnat right there. He's dead. <laughs> so anyway, it's the fucking dude. It happens. What do you want, man? Anyway, uh, that's it. Dude. It's a real picture. What do you want, man? So this one was super, super sour, strawberry heavy from the grand uh, from the uh, Bedrock Boogie Cross. That was from uh, North Star and Subcool. I got it as a tester from Subcool, but it was uh, North Star that bred this. Uh, it was uh, Boggs sour strawberry, of course. You know, rest in peace, Bog. Uh, All those. To, um, I love this picture because of those pistols on the top. It's such a like big form of pistols. Yeah. Scroll up there. There we go. Yeah, I like this dude. I like I like this cut. I was thinking about getting rid of it, and I just like, I can't quit you, bro. So yeah, there there will be some more work with uh, uh, the Salago the Bat uh, cross in the future, as well as the uh, Bedrock Boogie Number Two. And yeah, I've been. I just I, I whatever. Breeding is it's, it's a long term process. What can I tell you? There's a little seed tucked in there, right there. Uh, in fact, actually, that might have been one of the free no, 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 no. This I think was not. I think this was one of the prototypes. Uh, anyway, long story short, I see Log of the Bat only available as a freebie, ladies and gentlemen. Got some new stuff in the works, so uh, if you like the way that, uh, I don't know, I'm doing things, hope you guys will uh, stick around. I hope you guys will try, uh, a, try a couple warning. of packs of, uh, pardon, what's that smashed? Four minute warning. Four minute warning, right on, man. Uh, I guess I'll just wrap it up with that. Use the coupon code BRAINS, ladies and gentlemen, B R A I N Z, and keep an eye out in the near future for some, uh, uh, I think, some pretty stellar shit. So, of course, I would say that, but I've been picking up some interesting uh, genetics lately and have a, there's a method to my madness, ladies and gentlemen. So, if you, if you, uh, 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 stick around for a little bit. I think you will enjoy what uh, is coming. I hope at least you will enjoy what's coming. Uh, so I'm going to take off here in a second, but I, I want you guys to have a, a pleasant conversation. Smash, you want to be host? I'll take it. It's fine. Right on, man. Smash is currently host, ladies and gentlemen, so treat him nicely. Uh, thanks very much for hanging. I really appreciate uh, Agnes Beckett, Cam the Cannaman, Alcoholic, uh, Atomic Spoon. Always a pleasure to see Atomic Spoon. Atomic Spoon, I think, is currently the winner. Uh, or, well, currently the leader in the April 1st contest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so if you're unaware of the April 1st contest, it's literally, even though, of course, it's April 5th right now, or maybe April 6th if you're in Australia, uh, whoever's first in the chat, basically, for every show gets a point, pretty much. So whoever has the most points at the end of the month is going to win a prize. So, ladies and gentlemen, the April 1st contest. Nice to see everybody. VT, uh, who else here? Uh, always sweet. Loyalty Organics. Uh, nice to see you, buddy. Uh, and uh, all of you guys, nice to see you. Bud Kilowatt, I rudely have not said hello to you, my friend. Uh, what's going on with you? It's all good. Um, yeah, in the last hours of trying to get packed up to go on a Camping fest music festival starting tomorrow in the morning. Picked up Captain 420 a few hours ago at the airport. And uh yeah, just chilling for a little bit before I have to start packing and organizing some more stuff. But yeah, it's all good. I know, man. Cheers, dude. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna fuck off and uh hope you guys have a nice evening. Uh make sure to come on here and shoot the bull with these guys, because again, the show is basically nothing without folks coming on and, and uh shooting the bull. So just be cool, be uh be gentle, be decent, uh don't be a fucking prick, and uh that's about it. Don't be a dick, everybody. See you guys. Yes, Cheers, Cheers. 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 Cheers.
All right, party. Yep. You guys are gonna have a good time, uh, but you guys uh it's you guys don't want to see the dead, right? You don't want to see the dead in an RV? It's it's the dead tour doesn't start till June, but yeah, about every member except one is in some kind of band over the four right. days. And uh, yeah, a lot dead, of the, dead it's, it's like the cover band scene, but some of these Take cover down. bands are even risen to national level. Like you might have heard of Dark Star Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like the one headliner. Sure, watch all those guys. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, so it'll be fun. And, and uh, it's more about the camping and the My social. My first time seeing them was back in the 90s. I mean, the 70s. Bro. And it's, oh, it's at the old Ventura Fairgrounds, which literally is the beach in Ventura. That's awesome. So should be That's pretty awesome. fun. Yeah, I don't beautiful know. weather. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm jealous. For you, man, have a blast. I'm safe trip, safe travels, brother. I'm starting to get wake, captain. like biting off more than I can chew. I, I don't think I could rage for five days straight, so I'm definitely going to try to pace myself. Sure, yeah, yeah, we're getting up there. <laughs> getting up there in age. I can't do what I used to do. Sure, yeah, but I mean, I've having a couple of festivals years, around here. Actually, they're having Turp Town Throwdown again this year around here. Uh, Charlie yes. and Spencer. Cool. Yeah. Oh, there's like a Earth okay. Day festival around here. It's three days. Yeah. Carnival, yeah. cannabis event, car show, fuck, uh, well, concert. The California, the cannabis thing now has a license that that events can get a license and then cannabis vendors can get booths and you know y'all has to be you know licensed and all that but like this weekend there's a couple cannabis companies that are vendors and then some of the festivals later in the year uh yeah that's like this growing thing where you'll you know starting here but yeah, like music, not just festivals, events. Like even go to a concert, they'll have a vending booth that's be able to, you know, buy cannabis at events. And I think metric yeah, more and more. Pretty it, cool. It's kind of like started at the Emerald Cup, where they have a way to be able to set it up in a way that they, you know, whatever they can, like even at the Emerald Cup. You you could go to the booth, but then if you were going to buy anything, you went to this other tent that did the transaction and, and 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 basically gave you whatever you purchased, no matter if it was from any vendor in the place. Everybody went through the one uh, cash register, you know, because they're so worried that they're going to get cheated out of their tax money or whatever. But they're starting to. Like, yeah, well, if you can sell stuff at concert events, like, that, you know, look at beer and alcohol. That's like the most profitable thing they in the in the game. Like, what is it now? Twenty dollar beers? Jeez. I don't drink beers, but I'm always shocked how much people pay for a beer at, a, at an event, whether it's sports or music. Yeah, I always see the look prices because I used to drink. So my eye just goes to the board just to see. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They want insane amount of money. They want insane amount of anything because it's just a money maker. For whatever beer, 
Not even the yeah. good beer. Crap beer. Yeah, like beer, but like beer. Miller Lite, Coors Light. Some people just get popped this past year for some bullshit. This is what I've always thought. This is why alcohol and bars like are always against cannabis. If you look at the profit ratio, like what they can pay for uh, an ounce of alcohol or beer and what they charge, it's, you know, a lot of profit. If you tried to do that with weed, let's say, oh, okay, a drink. Oh, that would be a bong hit or a dab. Okay. Well, if you tacked on the price that they tack on to alcohol, what would we be paying for one hit of, of, of weed in a in an Even establishment? Bars and bars and clubs pay more than we, than we pay. Then we pay at the store. Like twenty dollars for a week. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Say, yeah, bars bars and clubs in Massachusetts though get they, they pay more than we pay in the stores for liquor and beer because the companies know how much they're charging at the bar. So right. There's a lot of money to be they paid. Got charged, they got they get charged a lot more. Saying, like, ultimately, they buy something for less than a dollar and sell it for 10 to $15. Well, if you took a dollar's worth of weed and tried to sell it for $15, I, it, the math doesn't work, right? I mean, once you break it down to concentrate, you can make it work. No, it's not. Hey, alcohol is a very profitable thing. I mean, you know. Oh, I know. I'm just messing with you. They got that dialed in. Like, even the fact that they can get tens of hundred thousand people gather together and pay ridiculous amounts for beer at a a football game. I mean, eight dollars a beer. Eight, eight per cup. That's like the cheapest. You know, like a lot of events, especially California or whatever, Vegas even. Vegas, geez, man, that's the high prices for everything there. Yeah, no, I don't know about no $8. You're How much is out. Uh, a beer at Fedway? I don't know. I've, uh, I haven't I been in forever. Like three years last time I went there, and um, I didn't have a beer. I, I forget. I couldn't even tell you. I, think I, didn't, I didn't even think I'd leave the stands. Because... Uh, well, I mean, peanuts are like everything there is expensive. A hot dog's yeah. like five, oh, yeah. six bucks or whatever. Yep. But they've also upped their game when it comes to the quality of food and the beer that they do serve with the drafts because now you can get mixed drinks. You used to not be able to get mixed drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get, you know, they have a lot of uh, variety when it comes to beers, not just uh, Yeah, they're putting in more bars. Legal seafoods is in there. I mean, the restaurants, the food and everything has just gone absolutely through the roof since, uh, uh, what's his name, took over there? When he bought the team years ago, that's like uh, Patriots, the Patriots Stadium, dude. It's yeah, like yeah, a whole dude, experience. I grew, up in, I, grew, I grew up with Foxborough, man. Okay, I grew up with Foxborough. Gillette Stadium is like literally like the Four Seasons ten times over. Yeah, I worked we in the up. middle of it once. So yeah, yeah, we were, yeah, that's cool. They that's cool, they man. called us in for a late night. We, yeah. There was a monster truck show that was going into Gillette, so they had to cover right. the football stadium with uh, yeah, two by uh, plywood. I mean. So yeah, we covered yeah. the whole stadium with plywood before they put the dirt down. That's cool. That's cool. So I was standing on the 50-yard line. It was I have yet to go to Gillette. Experiences. My, my daughter's been, but I haven't been <laughs> to go to Gillette. She's yeah, if you ever get a so. chance to come into Mass, Foxborough, Gillette Stadium's a, a true yeah, like, trip. Like a mini city. Yep. Yep. It's like a mini city. The restaurants there are absolutely Unbelievable! I think it's I mean, a you can check out Michigan the basketball hall of fame. Yeah. See, what happened was the Sullivan's 
the Sullivan family, it was a father and his three sons or something like that, used to own it. They're the original owners. That's why it was called, uh, at one point, it was called Sullivan Stadium. And then when they sold the team, they changed it to Foxborough Stadium. But when I was growing up, this, the, the, the little, uh, you know, hallway to go from the bleachers into the friggin' um, concession stands and the bathrooms and everything, even back in the 70s, it was cracked. I mean, it was horrible. Half the toilets didn't flush or didn't work at all. They, they only bought the team to make money. And as anybody knows, you don't buy a professional team to make money, especially in modern times. And that's all they did. They didn't, like, sink any money back into the team. That's why the Patriots sucked. It's because they didn't sink any money into players, didn't sink any money into their friggin' stadium. They just built it just to make money. And then when, uh, what's his, the first dude that took over from the Sullivans? You know, they were starting to talk about building a new place. And then finally, Kraft took it. What, the guy, uh, uh, Norelko, whatever the hell his name is, he was the first one to buy it. He's the one who hired, um, what's his name, that coaches Seattle there, uh, Pete Carroll. And, uh, and then um, went from Pete Carroll to the Tuna because Kraft bought the team. And he went right to the, the best right away. And, uh, you know, he sung, he loves the Patriots. He grew up, he hated the fact that the Patriots sucked and that Sullivan's were who they were. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why he bought the team is because he wanted to see Patriots finally have a legitimate franchise. It's kind of a cool story. I mean, you know, for, for being a lifelong Patriots oh, yeah. fan, if I was never a fair weather Massachusetts, fan. Oh, I love the Steelers don't. back then. I mean, you can check out the Basketball Hall of Fame, but, like, there's nothing good about the outside of it. Like, it's yeah, in the middle of... Springfield. <laughs> yeah, it's in the middle of, like, the ghettoest city in the world. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. Well, one of... The shame it is a ghetto city. Dang. It's horrible. The worst in I don't want to call it ghetto. I, I don't mean to say, like, right. ghetto, but it's, no, it's, but it's, it's one of the worst cities in our in our Rundown. State. Yeah. It's one of the oldest, and it was one that... Uh, Industry fled quickest in the very beginning, back in the '60s, and it's never recovered since. Yeah, it's it's just. It was mess. one of the first mill towns ever to ever to be built besides Lawrence. Was obviously the United States. And Lawrence is just as bad. Yeah, yeah. Springfield's worse though. Springfield yes. is the number one in the, in the state. Sorry to say. So people yeah, don't realize a lot of the time the end of Massachusetts, you can go right into New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah we got New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island. Year after year, I went to all these cities into their venue and saw concerts. And my, what I'll say is, over the years, I you got a vibe for like each place, like regardless of what kind of music or event. When you bring twenty thousand people from Boston or from Charlotte or from any place, there's an energy that is the people. And yeah. Boston, yeah, yeah. Like, not the most hard-edged crowd. That would have to go to New York and, you know, down there. But an edge, but, like, good vibe there. And then, like, places in, in North Carolina and, and Atlanta. Oh, that was, like, the best crowd overall. Like, like I don't know if it's still that way. This was a long time ago. But, like, yeah, like, like I described them as, like, the hospitable hospitable people they'll say we're assholes but we're really not right massachusetts is actually pretty friendly i think new york's kind of more dickheads than massachusetts and a show in madison square garden like like it depends on what show you're going to or festival you're going to it also depends upon what time of the year because we we fluctuate with the schools 
So when the kids go home in the summertime, it's it's tourists. It's totally different than what you have the rest of the year from uh, you know the first to late late August actually the second week in August when the kids start coming back, and then when they leave you know sometime in May when they all leave, there's a complete shift in the way the city is completely. So and it's a kind of it's kind of a cool thing. That were just straight up. Bad. There's different like, sections of the cities too. Yep. Like, you know, because like if you go down Methadone Mile in, in Boston, you're gonna see yeah. just the same shit you see in yeah. Venice Beach. So, but it's I know what not you're a, saying, but I know what you're saying, but totally. I, I mean, I lived in Palm Beach back in the early '90s for like four years, but I traveled through all those states, you know, for a long time. You know, I've seen 36 of them. I've lived in six, but um, yeah, but I've um, seen a lot of shows up and down the East Coast. Never made it out west to see any of the dead, but you know, I mean, I, that's all I did. And I, and you're right, down south is a different vibe. Absolutely, it's a different culture down there completely. Yeah, it's uh, pretty, it's pretty cool, man. No doubt. I, I have some good friends that still live down there. My parents have a house on Hilton Head, for sakes, off of what is it, South Carolina? Yeah, we got a right? good friend that comes on Discord yeah. from Texas. Yeah, man, yeah. down in the deep so. Man, yeah. I mean, Southern Florida isn't known for its natives, uh, except for the Seminoles, obviously. <laughs> I, went, I lived there. I say this all yeah. the time. I tell people I lived there, and I would ask people where they're from, and you never met anyone from Florida. Yeah, very few. Even all the cops are from New York, up here in Boston, Connecticut. The only time, like, if you're the you only time you find people from Florida is when you go off to the beach into like the like uh, neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, I had friends that down there that were born and raised down there, but even they always well, have a caveat. Like my parents are originally from. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know this much. Kelly Slater, the greatest surfer ever, is from Florida. Right. Yeah. Really? Cool. Florida, I had a blast, man. I was young. I was raised in hell. Raised in hell, in Lake Worth. I was watching uh, uh, in a freaking beach hut. <laughs> What's the? It's one of the most dangerous places to surf. I think it's in Hawaii. Pipeline. Did you see that dude? By the way, you see that kid that freaking touched the great white shark down in Florida yesterday? No. Guys, yeah, man, he, he he's like a scuba diver down there, kid. You know, freaking um, fifteen years old or something, or sixteen, seventeen, maybe whatever he is. But anyway, I guess you know he was filming for his YouTube channel, and um, <clears throat> the great white went by. And he's like, he comes up, you know, and he's talking to the surface going, oh, man. He was like wicked excited. He couldn't believe it. You know, it was like literally feet away from him. Huge thing. And um, it looks too, totally cool. And he's like, oh, imagine I should have reached out and tried to touch it. And uh, da, da, oh, man, I hope I, I see it again sometime. Literally the next day, I think it was yesterday, whatever it was. He's down there. And yeah, man, a great white right by him again. And he's got a you know nice camera. It just looks awesome. And he reaches out and touches his tail. And the thing just, you know, kind of squirms a little bit, you know, like he's so big, but you know, oh, it's just, yeah. Can you believe that man? Kids get a lot of balls. Man. <laughs> hey, I mean, YouTube, I know how sharks are. I know they, YouTube is showing the true, uh, what's the word uh, I'm looking for? Darwin syndrome or no, um, Darwinism. Darwinism. What is it? I'm trying it's to the, think uh, of the word. The theory of evolution, basically, that the only the strong survive. To put it in its most elementary, it's the um, the theory that uh, only the strong survive. In evolution, you know, things evolve to their environment, and um, over time, you know, it's what's made them who they, you know, who and what we are today, including humans. 
There was a whole YouTube thing about a guy that like crashed a plane into the side of a mountain. And I think it was in California, right. honestly. And the FAA starting to look at him and stuff because sure, sure. it was he it was weird. Like he did it, and they're thinking he did it for YouTube clout. Right, right, right. He actually saw Darwin in the original and went to the Galapagos, and that's when he's he, that's when he like it dawned on him because of the diversity, <clears throat> the diversity of life that are, is on that small, and how they migrated there from different regions and stuff. It's just amazing. I mean, I remember reading his stuff in school. You know, even even it was the uh, sparrow beaks. It was the sparrow beaks yeah. between the yeah. three different islands. One right, island, right. the uh, sparrows fed on insects. Another, yep. they fed on like little fruits and nuts, low yep. grains. And yeah, oh, another, they had they had, uh, they had a crossover diet, and they yep. all evolved differently and just over this. Sick, isn't it, man? Sport. I love seeing yeah. those. I love seeing the um, the uh, what you call it, diving the uh, uh, iguanas diving in the yeah. ocean to to to, to feed. Uh, you know, eat the the, the uh, algae off the floor. Yeah, it's so cool, man. It's so cool. it's beautiful. The turtles are there too. What are those turtles called? Galapagos oh yeah, I wanted tortoises. to bring this up. Um, in Texas, actually, where SpaceX is being built, there there rocket launch sites where sea turtles. I think it's the world's smallest sea turtle actually goes back and lays its eggs. Um, yeah. pretty interesting. So yeah, but they're not building right on the beach and the turtles nest right on the beach. Like the turtles nest in the sand. Yeah, but those have you ever been around like those rockets though? They have big blasts. When they take off, that's uh I, I wanna say 20, 30 foot, maybe 50 foot radius around it. Uh, once they add in the ignition source, like they spark it, it it's such a big flame. Um, it's pretty insane how burnt things get. <laughs> but I'm just saying, uh, it sucks seeing like things like that. And I'm actually, I started to read a couple uh, articles about them finding new species. I think it was in the Honduras rainforest. Um, and they're looking for like a new tiger that looks like a dog, kind of. Uh, okay, I can't remember where that one is. I'd have to look it up. Someone in chat would know. It's like a striped uh, dog-looking like tiger. It's so weird. Oh, That's it's cool. Australia. It's in Australia. But like, I can't. Do you think we're gonna like? We can go farther in space, yes. But like, the potential of coming back. Like the farther you go in space, the harder it is to get back. Is like the problem right now. You know what I mean? Uh, probably the biggest problem is the uh, deep space radiation. We have a magnetic field here that keeps us safe. Once we're off the Earth, we don't have that. So the spaceship will have to be able to withstand deep space radiation, which is is going to be hard as well as the astronauts have to withstand this travel itself. So. Yeah, it, it's I've actually to, said there's. Like, I think, lot they think there's other universes. So there's other universes. Well, they they think they found eight. I think is like so far. I would eight have to universes. Look. Yeah, uh, let me look. Okay. <laughs> 
Hmm. Don't everybody talk at once. Yeah, I was thinking I was going to make it over. I was looking. Place. I was looking stuff up. Uh, I was going to make it another place tonight, but I'm freaking stuck here. It looks there. like it. It looks like it was a a gag article that a couple mass. I don't know, but I don't know. What What do you guys think is the end of a wormhole? With a lot of I don't know, man. I haven't. I mean, I think those things are cool, and you know, I read about them. And imagine getting sucked into one of those things, man. Ooh. Where would you go? Would you I go know, real quick over the yeah, event horizon and back yeah, in time? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Over the event horizon, but you'd just be ripped apart because you'd be moving. You'd just be pulled apart. Yeah. You, you couldn't keep up. If, if there was some way you could make it through there, I don't know where you'd end up. You'd end up crushed. Do you think there ever will be teleporting? No. I don't either. I don't know. I don't see it. But they think they, they think they've figured out a, uh, a way to fucking travel faster and be light now. They think they've surmised away. They think they've like done the math. I was reading that, but yeah. the thing is, keeping a, a human body safe during that is yep. going to be yep. impossible. Yep. Here, like, if you really think about it, the limits of a body get pushed when someone goes to space, and they're not even with staying more than one G for any given amount of time. Well, shit, I wonder, what's NASCAR? I wonder what NASCAR and shit is. In those turns and stuff at like 200. Oh, I don't know. Double Gs. Two Gs. I mean, what does a, a fighter pilot on an aircraft carrier getting launched? What, what's he at three something, right? Three or four? Or Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah the highest like astronaut's training at is like nine. Six. Oh, nine, that high, huh? Yeah, 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 nine yeah. is what they'll push because, them in that that, yeah. that machine that whips them. The centrifuge. Yeah. 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 The reason <laughs> is because if they ever have to react, that's a lot of G's on your body. Yeah, man. Yeah, just think. You gotta to pop. You gotta pop the cockpit. I mean, if you're not gonna be able to get low enough, you gotta pop the cockpit. Yeah, but you know, wherever you are, organs, man. <laughs> yeah, they can they can implode. You never know. All their body suits, all the the real fighter pilots, like body suits, are like pressurized. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. But still, those G's, man, uh, that's throw you right back in that freaking no matter what you're wearing. Even strapped in, that's why they strap you in so well, too. You know, get that shock down as, as much as possible. And so, someone I'm, I'm just, that, I'm just talking. If we if you didn't have all the safety things, that's all I'm thinking. Imagine what it would do to you, freaking. Oh my God! You just stop bleeding out of your eyes. <laughs> Freaking ass halo effect right there instantly. Every time I say the word NASCAR, I think of the South Park episode: Cartman eating badger cell, trying to get dumber. I, I, I used to be addicted to that show back in the '90s when it first came out. I haven't watched it. Look, I don't know how long. I really haven't. I was. I I'm still. still like it. I'm still pretty addicted to it. I watch all the new episodes yeah. and stuff. Sure. I mean, I ate common keychains and. Everything back then. 
Friggin I'm still a big Simpsons fan, too. Story, right? I love them. I just don't have the time to watch them, man. If I get started, I won't stop. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. I always watch them when I have, like, I'm waiting for something. I'll have them on the background. Yeah, yeah, sure. The other thing, too, is I don't want to play it around my daughter. She actually, <laughs> when she was, like, four or five, like, I was getting sick of the my adult swim shit, so... I, uh, I started pulling up uh, Family Guy. So, uh, I mean, not Family Guy. Fucking. South Park. And uh, she got scared. <laughs> she didn't like it at all. <laughs> I don't know why she got scared. Yeah, well, she was, you know, she was five, six years old. But, you know, and I'm like, and she used to, you know, she, she liked Family Guy and she used to watch it with me. You know, American Dad. And even the old Flintstones. First primetime cartoon. That was the first one I was ever on when I was a kid. Actually, I want to say this. So the now first festival, the first festival I ever went to <laughs> that like I was impressed with weed. I talked to this guy, Charlie, and I was like, hey man, and he, he was from Maine. He was he was like part of Harry Brown's farm. Um, I don't know if anyone knows where that like that is, but they're uh, also another cannabis advocate and they've been going for a long time. Um, and they were like, all right. I was like, do you want, like, how much are you trying to like spend out of it? We talked a little bit and I was like, I don't want to spend like, I mean, I don't, I want to get like an eight, but I'm not trying to spend crazy money. He's like, oh, you can have this one, this one, or this one. This one's the highest price. This is the middle. This is the lowest. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, let's just go with the middle. And uh, he opens up uh, a five-gallon bucket. That's how we. That's how we. That's how we brought it to the festival. He had uh, like eight five-gallon buckets, and he would, he just unscrewed the top, grabbed a handful, and gave it to me. That's nice. That's a nice, a generous man. But the bud, but the bud was so good. I was like, wow, this is. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never gotten weed like this from a festival or or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, Maine's got some. I also, fire. I also got real acid from them too, like actual tabs and like giggly, happy acid, like yeah, the old D twenty five, the old Agent Orange and you know, Orange Sunshine and Pyramid I went Four, back, Window Pain. I went back and I was like, you wouldn't happen to have any uh, trying to trip, you know? And he's like, yeah, here you go. Yeah. Acid and mushrooms was one of my favorite things when I was a teenager. As soon as I took my first microdot at 13, then I, I tripped with those two hits of uh, just white blotter back in the early 70s. I was hooked on tripping, man. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, we were getting the real stuff back then. Very little strip nine, very little speed. It's just, you know, from MIT. So we used to get wrecked, man. That shit would keep going. One, you know, one, two hits, man. I used to take six sometimes, go to a dead show, eat a quarter ounce of fucking piss of shrooms, all caps. Fucking out of my I've only been to uh, awesome. dead. Uh, hey, thankfully, fans. and I gotta say this because I've, I've been with people obviously over the years, and my brother, especially, I've seen people with bad trips. I've never, I've been fortunate, never had a bad trip. Oh, I've had a bad so, trip, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, most people I talk to, they trip as much as I have. But, we had my best friend, was his nickname was Swampy because he, he, he ended up taking. You know, gradually taking more and more. Now I can't remember. It's been a long time. We were teenagers and stuff. But then the reason why his nickname was Swampy 
was because he had Man. he was selling acid and he took so many hits and like he went 30 days straight something crazy like that i can't remember exactly i had a kid like that he and that's kept... why we nicknamed him yeah we're like dude how's your brain is it sloppy good shit good shit he was one of my best friends man. i also uh hung out with uh some asian Definitely. he used to rave um he was actually Cambodian, I think. Yeah, I've never been to a rave, man. I'd love to try to check out a rave. And yeah, um, I love it was rave. bad, though. I, I love raves. Raves yeah. are the best place in the world. I mean, I did work in the clubs all the way up to 2005. Plus, you know, the Middle East was the last one. But it's way better than, like, a rock concert or no, any type of concert. Like, uh, yeah, I know. I, I uh... I just... I got invited a couple times. I just, I just couldn't make it or do it or whatever the case was, but... Yeah, I've been, I, you know, even in the 90s, I got invited to a few. I just, I don't know the reasons, who knows. But I heard they're a blast. They're a blast. They just, you know, freaking a lot of fun. Yeah. I stood next to so many amps in my lifetime. Sometimes I just can't take loud anymore. A lot of music. <laughs> With my friends that are in bands, it's like, yeah, 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 I'll go see you next year, once a year. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, hey, I asked you this before. Does anyone know anyone in Massachusetts that rents equipment or runs equipment that I can pay fix my basement? Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Except going to, like, Taylor Rental. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Operate it yourself, man. That's the best way to do it. Podcast, nothing. Are you a mini excavator, man? You kidding me? Freaking, I just uh, don't exact. I just don't exactly know what Kubota? I should do. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I operated those things for years. They're a blast. They're fun. They one every day. I love riding. Ten years, I can route, I, I can run a bobcat and shit. I just like yeah. I'm stuck. What I should do? You know, like. I know. Yeah, well, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, I know. How to I know. If out. I grade the yard, it will help it. But I'm trying to think if I have to like reseal the the uh, concrete of yeah. the basement. You know what I mean? Before I, yeah. I regrade the yard. Yeah, you, you definitely have to remedy it. I mean, um, I, I I've done it many times. Um, you know, put the insulation. I think, you know, this is the way I, I might do it. I'm talking off the hip just because I don't know exactly the situation. But, you know, any cracks, you're going to seal them up. Then you're going to, you know, uh, put, a, uh, put a fresh layer of mud on it and uh, insulation on the inside, obviously. And they've got the, uh, you know, the really good uh, corrosion and um, waterproofing now that you can just paint on there. And you just put a couple coats of that in. Some of them even single coat depends upon how much how much you know you're willing to put into it. And then then you can re backfill and regrade it. You know, but if you don't fix those, you're gonna have a problem. Now you even if you put in a French drain, you, you're potentially going to have. I already have a French continuing. Drain. That's a, continuing that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes and you need this, two. I don't have any Sometimes crap. Need, well, you know, some so like where, talking where about. they built the door you know between the door and the concrete is a little bit underground so i think i'm gonna dig that up and reseal all that right right make sure when you're going against the foundation you do you know try to do is digging out especially with since you're gonna have a machine obviously and you go down deep 
just clear out about twice the area that you need. So it takes the tension off the wall and it gives you easy movement down there. It's just a little tricks of the trade. That's all I'm trying to pass on. But if you uh, if you dig the hole uh, almost twice as big as you need it, it will take a lot of stress off that wall. And when you when you patch it, it'll it'll get, make a stronger have stronger integrity. So that's just my two cents. I know, I know what you're saying. I'm stoned and I haven't been baked in two days. So I'm wicked stoned right now. What do you got in the? What are you What are you doing right now? This is just the East Coast sour diesel. I I I wanted to let it go another week, maybe. 10 days, but um, somebody wants it, so or needs it, I should say. So oh. I'm taking it down a week early. They didn't care. I told them the whole sitch, whatever. You want it. You know, nothing changes on the back end. <laughs> Still saying to me, whatever you want it. You want it that bad, I'll get it to you. But it should be fine. I mean, it's fine. It's, it, even though this is, you know, I've only, only run three plants of this. I got to, I got to, you know, a half a run or a quarter of a run that's ready to ready to go at the other place. So uh, that's the next. I'll, I'll probably show that is tomorrow night or something because I probably have to work there tomorrow night for sure. Hey Charlie, I got it. Have you ever, so big? You ever ran the, thing, man. Have you ever ran the headband cut, Charlie? No, I uh, headband seeds from Humboldt. I I had years ago. It was awesome. It was the the seven oh seven that I wish I never got rid of. I don't know why I was going to say 808, but yeah, 707. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's I a guy on Discord I just met recently, and he's been giving out like tons of headband cuts, and I was just wondering really? how could affect Which that. Which one? Yeah. 707? If it's, yeah. If it's no, one, I don't yeah. know. I haven't really asked him yet. Yeah, so I don't really know if it's legit or not, but... Good producer, too. A I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Blueberry Headband. I always have been. Yeah, Blueberry's good, too. I was kind of uh, shocked he was giving away for free. All you had to do was just you know, pay for the, the trip. Like, uh, like, like we're talking about, uh, you know, airmail. I mean, you know, I'm not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. really, huh? No matter where you are, huh? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't not myself. He's basically, he has a waiting list, apparently. Uh, he's yeah, I believe it. Everybody. I know yeah. some few people around here, they have a phony business. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think there should be more people doing that. You know, sure. Me and Absolutely, Smash man. got the same apple fritter cut, same person. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, man. And uh, there should be more people doing it. You know, what I mean? yeah, that would be beautiful. That'd be nice. Yeah. You got a message for these Yeah. And yeah. how many requests you'd get? You'd be like, oh shit, man. Then mailing them out, how much it cost you? Not to mention, yeah, I would say just pay for out. shipping, and that's it. You know, what I'm saying? sure, that's yeah. In the, in the, you know, in the, in the, uh, yeah, what you would call it, the uh, container, you know, the clone, you know, I got a few of them over there. I can't remember. You know, Clone X makes them, other people make them now. The little LED light, which I think is an absolutely useless piece of shit most of the time. Well, it's called, it's like called a clone shipper. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I guess I ain't rolling fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I was ready. Oh man, I'm starving. Man. I haven't eaten for almost two days. Volcano bag, Wes. What's that? Yeah, well, it's a turkey bag made into a made to be a volcano. Volcano, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Get the volcano, yeah. huh? Nice. 
Yeah, yeah. He's been hitting it all night, man. I know he's faded. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm sorry. I've been busy working. So I you can look at the screen really, but I'm listening. Yeah. One of those. So mm-hmm. fucking big. I haven't been this big in a while. I didn't get stoned yesterday at all. Just had too much to do. And stayed up all night, worked here, and I still didn't get stoned. And you know, usually I do no matter what. I was like, nah, I'm going to five hours. I'm going to crash and take a nap. I can't afford to do that. So like, fuck. So I just worked right through, and I had this other job I'm going to go to during the day. I just got it two weeks ago. Uh, but it didn't work. I just went there. <laughs> I had a trunk load of shit. I'm like, I'm not staying around here all fucking day. <laughs> and that shit's in my fucking job. <laughs> you later. Cut me a check. I'm out of here. <laughs> That'd be what I did. Good shit, though, guys. You know, it's just a, you know, it's an easy tip job, man. You know, it's just uh, inventory fucking parts on junk cars. But I, I get my cars from this kid. He's good shit. Real good shit. Young, very successful, worked his ass off. Worked his ass off, worked off his ass off. Not a, not a pleasant upbringing either. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, situation I'm in. I worked my ass off to get to where I am now. Like it's yeah, man. Because I moved out of, I, I know, I, you know, it was kind of mutual at the time, but, you know, it was obviously forced to make when I was 16, she blew me out, man. But my father told me when I was young, you know, after losing my mother real young, you know, life ain't easy. Don't let anybody fucking tell you it's going to be. And uh, yeah. walk away from him. And uh, he was at 12 years old. He didn't want to give us allowance. We just happened to move to a affluent town when I was like nine or 10 years old, whatever. Everybody else was getting allowances. He didn't want to give us one, man. And, uh, but he gave it to us until we were 12. And he was 12 years old. It lasted about two years, you know. And, well, he just changed in his pocket. <laughs> and uh, good shit, though, my own man. I'm not trying to down him. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he instilled a work ethic, man, like no other. That's, I tell him that all the time. I said, all, all three of my brothers, too. I don't have any sisters. And, uh, you know, 12 years old, you get a job, you sit, you get paid for it, just like I did when I was 12. And uh, by the time I was 23, I had my own business. <laughs> I was always doing this. It was always a threat, man. It was always, always a threat to us. I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't do this. I couldn't do well. I really, I really don't. Man. I'd be so depressed. I mean, so depressed I would be. Just the thought of it just makes me almost want to cry. So what did you smoke? Night, man. What did I smoke? Yeah. Blueberry fuel. Blueberry fuel. So what have you been puffing on? Uh, uh, West. Um, this is uh some uh banana strawberry stuff that doesn't smell like banana or strawberry, but it gets you lit. Huh? What about you, Bell? What are you smoking on? Uh, yeah. Um, it's a fucking mystery. I don't know. I dropped the seed tray, or it could be, and I put it all together, or it could be that Masonic, the whiz with. The Wilson. I think it's the Wiz with the Wilson. It's all mixed up. I'm really That's bad. I've dropped, I've dropped stuff before. I've done it multiple times. Like, excuse me, was saying solo cups and knock them over. I hate this. Yeah, it These people will not stop tonight. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, chat, the stupid uh, scam bots. Keep coming into chat, and it's always the it's like 
Fumi was right. It's funny because we don't see any of the Russian like bots anymore, but now it's all like dating adult chats, this and that, webcam, this, the Oh, is it because a chick finally showed up? Um Kenny, what are you smoking on? This is what a low cut bread. Um it's apparently he told me it was like a he got some seeds from uh, this old lady. You know, she's been saving seeds for some odd reason. And he grew it up. How is it? It's very good. Very. Uh, it's kind of like it's got this like late fade to it. Like after you get done smoking it, like ten minutes later, like it just starts going. Like you kind of just lean back and like you know. Just decelerate almost, you know what I mean? Just like fading out. It's pretty good. Uh, but I just seen you hitting your bong. What are you smoking? Uh, I took a dab of, let's see, some wedding cake rosin my friend gave me a few weeks ago. And oh, I've been smoking joint of Donnie Burger. I got a really sticky, super sick batch of Donnie Burger that I've been. I think my maybe the third round of it, and yeah, that, that's a that strain's good. Yeah, Donnie Burger, I heard it's like uh, been a hit in Michigan too. Yeah, I mean it's that's an example of like I, I don't know how many months ago it was kind of a hype. It was you know talk and and now so many other strains of the talk, but that's one that yeah, the oh, that's a that's a solid strain. Yeah. But, and there's probably a lot of people growing it, but it's no longer like the talk anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> huh. I, um, skill case genetics seems to do a bunch of good work. Um, what else? You said skunk tech? No, it's skunk house genetics. Mm. Yeah. Skunk Text is someone different. Uh, I actually don't even know who Skunk Tech is. He's a California he's reader. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. I heard, I've always heard he's good. I'm not saying he's bad or anything. Right, right. You gotta remember, I'm on the other coast, so no, I barely heard of breeders. <laughs> like Donnie Burger dropped. There's, there, I don't know all the different names, but Different burgers, you know. On Solo Burger, Donnie Burger. Yeah, I got a Donnie Burger across some pack of seeds. I got it's uh, we'll see burgers and beer. <laughs> what it is? It's root beer times uh, Donnie Burger. Yeah, I imagine that's gonna. I don't know the root beer, but I know the Donnie Burger and Purple Burger. All of them. She checks all the boxes, like all of them. Density, yield, uh, everything, and sticky and stony and all of it. So, yeah, that's just my opinion of it. Purple um, burgers, Skunk House Genetics. Uh, it is a lineage GMO to double burger. So it's uh, technically a three-way cross of GMO. Because double burgers GMO. Okay. Well, that surprises me because 
Oh, it's stretching. It doesn't stretch uncontrollably. And over this last year, I think I grew four GMO crosses. And the reason, oh, they all, that was all dank ass weed. No question. But man, these were like, you know, most of the time, two, three weeks, the stretch stops. Uh, GMO, the stretch never stopped. Like, like, oh. Yeah, I got, I got four in now, man. And I put them in way too big, obviously. And I'm not yeah. exaggerating when I say, I can show you guys right now. They, they got to be at least 10 feet high. At I, least 10 feet high. And they were fucking pain in the ass. Like, it was dank, dank. And they take forever to finish. Yeah. Stretch a little. Okay. But uh, stretch, man, it, it's not, it creates all kinds of, you got to stay. Yeah. Stretch, I don't like too stretchy of stuff. And that one seemed to be super stretchy. I had a few. I've had a few good runs with it. Where I kept it real short, but you had to work with it a lot, man. You really had to, you know, stay on top of it, put it back, let it push out. More is pushes, it, less it'll stretch. Donnie Burger is in a squat plant, but it it, it doesn't like it, it. Yeah, about two weeks, it maybe doubles. It doesn't triple. Some things like triple or more. That's the stuff that's uncontrollable for me. As good as those strains are, yeah, I usually move on because those are a pain in the ass. And, and if you veg them too long, even three, four or five days a week, yeah, the next thing you know, you got all these legs and they're stretched out. <clears throat> Some of those work good if you can get them turned back short. You, you don't scrog them, right? You do like a, a sea green. So Donnie Burgers, GMO do uh, GMO cookies to Larry OG. It's a uh, GMO to Han Solo Burger and Han Solo Burgers, GMO cookies to Larry OG. Larry OG is pretty good. And I mean, I've said this before, but I I still remember certain stones from the time I was a teenager. And my dad used to have good Colombian wheat. That's all. It wasn't like Colombian gold or whatever. It was just loose pack, but it was good, really good. Not much. And it had like back then, that was like there was an OG or, but that was like a weed that, oh man, it knocked you out. You'd be napping as a kid, like smoke Colombian. Okay. Yeah. This Donnie Burger, the stone reminds me of that. Not the taste or the look, nothing like that. But the high, like, reminds me of Columbia weed I smoked in the 70s that I pinched from my dad. Um, you probably could take that lineage further back, and somewhere there's a, the, there's a Colombian that was in the building blocks of Larry or something, and then maybe it's like a recessive trade or something that popped out. But, like, yeah, it reminds me of Colombian, the stone. Oh, yeah. I've been looking for some uh, cheese. I want some like cheese crosses. I found a blue cheese the other day, um, which was a UK cheese cross to fuck. I don't remember. You would think it was blue dream, but it, I know it wasn't. <laughs> Damn, why still you getting tired? Because I am. I'm getting tired. Yeah, but I'm paying. Yeah, we can I'll start. Say, we'll start slowly signing off.
Bobby, yeah. sir. Give her. All right, but yeah, go ahead, Bob. Where can people find you? And Captain, too. I know you're in the back there somewhere. He's, he's It's a time change, so it's already two o'clock for him. And he did hash bash, hash bash, one quick day. <laughs> Get up super early and fly all day. And yeah, he's, he's, he's retired. He's sleeping. But uh, he'll be up early and we'll be on our way. Uh, just around here. And, and, uh, yeah, it was nice hearing from you, Charlie. Yeah, but always good to see you, man. I saw you yeah. the other night on uh, what were you, Eagles? The Eagles. Yeah. yeah, man. I listen to Eagle every time he's on. I listen to him. I can't chime in and spend time on chat. Sometimes I jump on. There's certain the link. We're in the same, like, you know, what I don't know exactly, but we're in that same. Eagles are shit. He's got a good panel, man. Well, Green is the freaking sides of the country. Yeah. We got here the same way. You know what I mean? <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, cool. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night, but be safe, safe travels. Oh yeah. Yeah, Captain 422, you out there? Was he, he he's with um he's Yeah, with, he's uh, there, he's sleeping. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I'll be next, man. I'll jump. I got to I get some work. I got to eat. I want to thank everybody, man. And I uh, always on his smash. Thanks, man. Give me too. Wes, have a good night, man. Who else you is doing? Val, right? Yeah, we got Val. We got Kristoff. Um, yeah. And we, Kenny, always a pleasure, Kenny. I saw you on the show the other night, too. You jumped on, I think, right? Wasn't it Eagles or something? <laughs> yeah, I hopped out for a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, did right my, on, uh, my interview. Yeah, I'll pop on. Yeah, right time. on, man. So, everybody have a good night. I'll see you on the next one tomorrow night, hopefully. We'll look Peace. Later. Um, yeah, I kind of want to get some cheese. I see, uh, some of the cheese. Uh, A cheese platter. Uh, it's got vomit terps. <laughs> That's something Wes would like. Marshall says CSI has UK cheese. That's one. I'll check that out. I was looking at a. I got a for the UK cheese cross and Miss Jill's putting out a a Dairy Queen. So I was looking at that whenever she puts that out again. Uh, it's just I don't know. I I want like a, a funky cheesy. You know, I was just thinking I, for some reason it pops in my head. I bet there's a strain called pepper jack cheese. I bet it's out there. <laughs> yeah, probably. You should call it just cheddar jack. <laughs> just crazy. Like, I already know there's a strain out there. I never even heard of it, but it's out there. Call it my next strain beef jerky. I bet it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> Teriyaki beef jerky at that. The beef jerky cut. Yeah, the teriyaki beef jerky cut. Um, uh, Val, are you there? No. Uh, can you uh, want to where? Where can everyone find you, man? Find me on IG, uh, same name, uh, and on Fumi's Discord. Oh yeah, we're always hanging out on Discord. Someone is in there usually. I'm usually at work, popping in and talking. You know, bored at work. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny, that sucks that you had to move, but I mean, at least you moved to a better situation. Well, 
you'll be yeah. in a better situation in the end, you know? Exactly, dude. That's why I'm looking at it. Got um, you, you got a better job. I mean, you, it sucks, like, that you had to set up your beds and then throw them out. Well, not throw them out, but, like... Yeah, move. for sure. Yeah, yeah shit's whack. Even Charlie, shout out to Charlie. He has to move somewhere he's been at for 10 years. It sucks moving your girl. 10 years, not like a lot of one stuff or has. two years, you accumulate so much shit in a grow. Yeah. Yeah, bro. No wonder why he hasn't done soil, man, because it's even harder to move. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, well, Christoph, I hope you have a great good night, sir, or morning. I don't know what time it is there. Uh, everyone else, you know, I usually hang out here at Discord, uh, 420, wait, Force Mask 20 on YouTube. We do a show from Discord on Thursday, me, Steelbird. Um, if you're coming to the Harvest Cup or thinking about coming to Massachusetts at all, around September is the Harvest Cup. It's one of the funnest cannabis, free, free cannabis events I've ever been to. So come hang out. Um, Yes, yeah, stay tuned. I'm going to flip the uh, apple fritter soon, so I'll record that. I'm going to record the clones tomorrow, so you guys can actually see exactly what I do. So if anyone can want to give me some tips, I mean, uh, I use brand new razor blades and stuff. Like, I try to do the, like, the most sanitary, cleanest way and give them the best hey, conditions. I know there's something that really quick. Try adding some little bit of that LAB to when you make the cut. When you dip the cut in water, let it sit in the water while you take cuts. <laughs> and then let it stay there for like a few hours within whatever solution you have it in. That'll, All right. That'll, yeah, I'll try. I, I love those labs, man. They work in the park. Like I've been using the them. So I, I put in LAB, aloe, and uh, folk. <laughs> Just a slight, small solution. You ain't gotta go crazy. Just enough. I fucking love it in my soil. Yeah. But yeah, um, I hope everyone has a great rest or rest of the week. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to come hang out tomorrow. We do Mr. Wednesday. Um, so you don't have to drink though, so you can just come hang out. Everyone knows that. And if you don't, now you do. We call it We Do Whiskey Wednesday, but I don't drink. So. <laughs> Wes does though. You can sure see Wes drink. I will be drinking. Trying, trying some nice wood cores. But alright everyone, have a great day. Let me see.